Hey, hey, hey. I think think we're here. I think we're doing a thing. Uh, This song, the intro song, I changed it up tonight for episode nine. Because, uh, uh, well, to tell you the, the truth... Um, uh, I went and saw these guys live, like nice. last night at in uh, Manchester at the Shaskeen Pub, uh, right there downtown or whatever. Nice, I've been there. It's a good uh, one. It's an Irish pub, and uh, I love an Irish pub. And as you might imagine, impossible to get into on St. Patty's Day. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I mean, unless you're like the first guy in the door or right. something, right? You get there super early. You plan it out. You camp out. Right, you know, like you're waiting for the new Star Wars flick to, or to vote. <laughs> Apparently, uh, uh, for those we of you, we need to be ready for to those... sit in line for days <laughs> to be able to vote. For those of you just tuning in on uh, on Free Talk Live earlier, uh, we were talking about this thing where. Apparently, people who got in line and waited to vote, maybe as much as overnight, uh, to uh, you know, do the deed, and so uh, somebody came up with an idea to like send pizzas to the people who were waiting in line, and then the next thing you know, like m- musical people are showing up, putting on impromptu concerts, you know, in front of people waiting, you know, for hours and hours in line for their you know right to vote or whatever. And I'm just like, oh my god, what a, <laughs> what a horrible idea. I think I'd rather be poked in the eye with like blazing hot ice picks you know one well, after the other well, you see we've got we've got to balance it out so we just had the version of voting where all of a sudden and just for this one vote everyone gets to vote from home so to balance that out we've got to have a vote where people like starve to death waiting for the chance to get <laughs> through the line uh, so anyway, uh, back to uh, this song. Uh, it's called Granite State Destroyer, and these guys are from New Hampshire. Uh, awesome. I, I think I've told this bit once on Free Talk Live, but I'll tell the Beard Talk Live listeners. Um, randomly one day, uh, about a year and a half after I moved to New Hampshire, a friend of mine, Chris, from back in uh, the Seattle area, uh, pings me with a YouTube link to... He's like, hey, man, I just heard this song randomly, and I was like, you know, I think you might enjoy this, Captain, and so he sent me the link, and I clicked on it, I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, I do enjoy that, you know, and then I was like, who are these guys, and I'm like, oh, look, they have, I don't know, 10 releases, like 10, I won't say albums, a couple of them are EPs, three, four, five songs, that kind of a thing, but they've been doing a lot of, putting out a lot of music for a long time, and so... Uh, I've started more musical releases than I've made. I started listening to uh, their entire catalog, uh, as it turns out, because they're pretty good. Uh, and I guess they they're pretty popular here in New Hampshire. They used to play up and down the sort of East Coast. They were one of these like almost got signed to a label way back in the day kind of bands. Yeah, I think, I think I've been told about this. I think Zeffen was uh, talking about this, and you, you know how gaga over New Hampshire he is. Mm. So I just love the first. You know the, the the bit that intro bit. Weed, guns, and axes. We don't pay our taxes because we don't exist on any government list. I'm like, that's poetry, man. You know that that really sings to me. And the whole chorus, like our battle cry, "Live free or die." Right? I'm like, it says so right on the license plates. There is a surprising you know? amount of axe throwing up here. There, yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you. Uh, I was at a place recently that had axe throwing. And I was going to attempt to throw some axes, except when I got there, uh, the the guy to like 
I guess you have to have a license to throw axes or to run a place to throw axes or something. And so the right person wasn't there. I ended up playing pinball because it was a pinball and axes throwing place. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if only they had tanning, it would be the perfect trifecta (laughs) of businesses that you're like, wow, these are together, huh? Well, I mean, I can I can see kind of why you would put those two together. Like, I mean, you throw things in an arcade, right? I mean, usually basketballs, which are slightly less pointy, but you know, you, you throw things at targets in an arcade. It's a thing, and it's you true. play pinball in an arcade. But I would not think that those two specifically. Well, and I mean, of of all the things where, like, the machine I don't want you to throw axes near yeah. would probably be, I mean, some people are serious about their pinball machine, yeah. especially if it's, like, your pinball machine of your favorite fandom. Like, that that can be a prized oh, possession they, right and there. And they have those. Those are all over. There's, like, the Star Trek one. There's the... Oh, yeah. They have the one that's just the Avengers, and then they have, like, individual ones for each Avenger. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is like okay, the Hulk one and the Captain America one and the Iron Man one, you know. So yeah, it's uh, it's the rule uh, uh, thirty four point five is that if you can think of it, there is a pinball machine of it. Oh wow! Like, practically true. Mm. Like if you can think of like a series or because well, they uh, say that about porn too. If you can think of it, there's porn for it. And so now I'm thinking of a pinball machine that does nothing but show porn that people haven't thought of yet. I think you just blew my mind with that one. Nice. Uh, it's like, yeah, no, no, nope, my work's seen done. It, seen it, seen it. Oh, my my work's done now. Would you design that? And now part of my brain, like I oh, now have a back burner. I'm sure, I'm sure somebody's already built the algorithm for this. It's like, hold on. Now, how do I consistently think up things that no one's ever thought of before without having my brain there? It's weird that like when it comes to like early adoption of technology that not only not only porn but media, right? Like they sort of take the ball and run whenever something new is in or a new way of, you know, delivering something media. Uh, this is true particularly in the rise of software. Like all of the newest software and the fastest computers would go to uh, television movies and the audio industry mm-hmm. uh, first. And they if you wanted to be like using the latest and greatest edge of technology kind of thing you had to be employed you know in one of those industries you had to be in the industry yeah. for it yeah i mean that stands pretty much to reason that you get the best stuff in whatever industry you're in well you have to be at the part of the industry where they can afford the new stuff mm. is what i'm saying like that's where the money is or was at least you know in sort of the advent of digital tech digital technology uh, having gone through that just as a person is weird, right? Like I used to think about, you know, for my grandparents, they were older than television, right? So like, what was it like before television, mm. right? A radio. Right, of course. So, but like you, the daily activities of your life changes depending on the amount of technology involved, Right. So, no, I think it's fucking wacky that, okay, so we have all of the crazy technology for communications we have now. Yeah. Whereas within my generation, it was just television. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. And not too long, but a little longer before, 
It was just a radio. Yeah. Before that, it was just newspapers. And then before that, for fucking ever, it was just people talking. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, there were books. Books are the original network, right? Have you run across any of the, like, uh, people freaking out about the telegraph? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I know there's articles about it. I've seen the, like, microfilm style, you know, uh, archive. Ah, uh, the microfiche. About, yeah, micro, <laughs> by, you know, people of, of all the technologies, right? Like, the invention of the car, mm-hmm. right? People are like, you don't need a motorized buggy. We got perfectly good horses and wagons to pull. You know, but you'll be going too fast. <laughs> nobody Which, needs to go. Okay, fair. Nobody needs to go twenty-five miles per hour. <laughs> well, I mean, if what? you think about every conspiracy that's ever happened about technology, has been a little bit true. Like, okay, so I don't need to go over twenty-five miles per hour. But that does have an effect on my psyche that I've gotten used to, you know, going at 60 miles an hour. Like, that's that's an easy, normal thing for me. That has changed my relationship to reality. Yeah. I mean, like, there is a whole subsection of my reality that, like, I mean, if I, like, reach out and touch things while I'm doing that, yeah. I have to go to a hospital. <laughs> Uh, and this is a thing that i do frequently like all the time uh, i will just like drive at 60 miles an hour so my my basic relationship to physical reality shifts to a point where like i'm there but i'm not there because like that's completely alien to a human psyche to be completely unable to touch things yeah like all of them I used to wonder things like this is how little I know about physics, right? If you're standing in the back of a pickup truck and the pickup truck is traveling at 60 miles an hour forward and you have a baseball in your hand and you just happen to have the ability to throw a 60 mile an hour fastball, Mm -hmm. right? When you throw that ball while you're standing in the back of the pickup truck already going 60 miles an hour and you throw that ball, is that ball traveling 120 miles per hour now? To some that number one depends on which way you threw it. The same direction the vehicle is oh, traveling. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, and more importantly for this point, from what perspective? What's your point of reference? Right, yeah. So for someone who's outside the train, yes, yes, absolutely. For someone who is outside the train, who has like a, a little uh, radar gun yeah. pointed at that Cop ball at, at that trap, exact whatever. moment, okay. will absolutely clock it at 120 miles an hour. What if? What if you're standing in the truck and the truck is moving forward, but you're facing backwards, and the, then you throw it at a, a 60 mile an hour fastball? It will literally stand still. Oh. So you can reach out and grab it again from the perspective of, of the a person. person who's standing there. Right. So yeah, if someone if someone was standing at the exact spot where you threw that exactly 60 mile an hour fastball there. They could no. I don't think it just would, go under I don't think and it would catch it still. because it would. It, well, as far as forward backward is is concerned, I think you're thinking of if if I'm facing forward and the truck is traveling forward. Because if I'm facing backwards and the truck is traveling forward and there's a car behind me and I throw the baseball at that car, it's going through that car's window. Ah, 
but that's a different uh, that's a different frame of reference. But now your frame speed? of reference is is moving in in a direction at sixty miles an hour. So at what perceived speed does the person driving the car behind me that I just threw the baseball through their window at? What perceived speed does it hit him in the face? The speed that you threw it. Sixty miles an hour. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. This concludes today's physics lesson. <laughs> by the way. No, it's fucking weird, right? <laughs> well, and and that's the thing. So it gets so much worse than that. Hey, uh, should we do this thing? Because I think like people have been trying to call, and I haven't been picking up the calls. There's been at least one guy dropped, maybe two. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Here we go. Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Hey, dickhead, who the fuck is it? <laughs> Richard Cranium, welcome to the show. Captain fucking fantastic. Uh, no, that's that's not quite it. Some people well, have said, wait, I wait, what is it, Captain to, Awesome? I'm trying to give you a cape and goggles and such. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I ho- hopefully I'm nobody's hero. And not nobody, but no one's. Uh, folks should not look up to me as a hero. Hey, nobody, nobody got a chuckle. It's good enough. <laughs> What's on your mind, Major? Well, well, I, I don't know. Could I please fuck you one more time? No, never, never mind. That what? was a bad statement. What are you talking about, I'm Captain Cranium? I have a great oh, idea. Wow. Let's not let him just go on about what he's going on about. <laughs> Well, hey, I have a specific question. For hey, I have a specific I question. All right, Major, you, you specific question coming up, coming your way. Get ready for Major, it. Major, what is what is the adult border story? The adult border. Oh, okay. There you go. So I was rolling through, uh, going had to do the Greyhound thing. My son lost a good car. Out in, uh, no, no, North Dakota. And so I had to go do the Greyhound thing. He got the car started, couldn't drive the car home. So I had to go do a rescue mission. And, uh, I'm rolling through on, I don't remember if it's Indian Trails or Greyhound or whatever. But, uh, I come upon, I think it was Duluth, Minnesota, Border mm-hmm. Town. And uh, there was them, uh, them federal incarceration agencies, but border control. Mm. Border patrol, border control. Now, I've actually <laughs> never gone to Canada, <laughs> so I am literally just imagining Mounties. You've never been to Canada? Never oh, been no. to Canadandia. The Canadian frontier. American border control. So I step off the fucking Greyhound bus. It was like a, you know, three and a half hour. It was a fist break. Stretch your legs. I didn't expect no nothing. So I'm wearing a camo jacket. Old, uh, probably, eh, midis. The the regular leaf pattern. And uh, camouflage pants. And I got a, a duffel bag. Green military double bag over my shoulder. Okay. And I step off the bus. And this cocksucker looks at me. And he says, which country are you from? So I kind of stammer. And it was wintertime, too. And I drug my toe in the snow. And I says, well, 
this one. And he looked at me like so confounded. And then he looked at his buddy that was behind him. It was obviously his. You know, that's got to be something that no border control agent has ever wanted to hear. What country are you from? This one. <laughs> I am a man with no country. I am an anarchist. <laughs> so, so he looks at his buddy and his buddy just shakes his head and he says, this dude's all right. Yeah, all right. And all right. I went to piss break, you know, and, and that was that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. God, that's. That's not really funny at all. You, you got, know, got on a bus I was, and took a I was a little and, disappointed at this and one. And then somebody told you you were okay, and that's really it? Like, I, I wasn't disappointed at the kid one because I mean, it wasn't supposed to be funny. But this one was supposed to be funny. Yeah, I think I don't know, man. Well, I'm sorry I disappointed y'all. Major, you're telling it wrong. <laughs> no, we're not disappointed. We're just no, a, I know this one. You're telling it wrong. We're just appointed. <laughs> The only thing I can tell you is the truth, buddy. And that's what I always do. What if I become misappointed? Mm. Unappointed? Well, they are mm. probably misappropriated. Well, I mean, if you've got misinformation and disinformation, Mr. Information. you should be able to have disappointment and misappointment. Well, so what if I, I become misappointed? Become, I would become Captain Fiddlefuck then, wouldn't I? Or malappointed. I could get malappointed. Mm. Who's mal and why would they be appointed? Uh, the only mal that is worth talking about is, of course, from the, Firefly. From Firefly, the yeah. <laughs> captain of the... Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> Malcolm motherfucking Reynolds is the only mal that I'm concerned with. If you break three strings on a fiddle, can you play a proper tune? I think we've all been misappropriated one time or another. Uh, I, I, I would only be known as Mr. Appropriated, but sure, whatever, you know. Well, I would imagine that if you can break three strings on a fiddle and still play a proper tune, you might want to go for that golden fiddle at that point. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you break three strings on a fiddle, you can't play a proper tune. Well, you say that. Depends on the tune, right? I mean, I I don't know. I've I've seen some pretty amazingly skilled musicians. Like, you give the right one just one string and they'll play you a tune. Well, I've seen washboard tub musicians. I can appreciate a one-tooth musician. Imagine that. Dude, I've seen this band called Maha Mawaldi. I know, it's a weird name. It's spelled like M-A-H. Anyway, the spelling's not important. Maha Mawaldi. Uh, It's M-W-A-L-D-I is the last part of Mawaldi. There's no vowel in there or anything. At any rate, a guy played guitar and did a little bit of singing, uh, but had one arm. Like his whole right arm was reduced to just like a little nub that hmm. sort of flopped around, and and the dude so had like Def Leppard. Uh, yes, except not drummer, guitar player, right. and, and doing a little bit of singing, and uh, it was a three-piece band: him and a bass player and a drummer. So do you just like hammer on the frets? Yes, hammer and slide. That's all For those who can't see the visual, that's kind of what it sounded like. Um. But yeah, hammer-ons and pull-offs and slides was the entire... But he did such a wide variety of that that he was able to make complete no, I could totally songs. I totally see that. You know, and slow it down and speed it up, and the rest of the band went right along with it. 
But everybody that was paying attention to this band was just watching the little fucking nub float around as he like <laughs> headbanged and like moved around with the guitar because it like it gave it an extra bit of flavor, you know. That'll it, do it. It really did, and it's like you don't see that every fucking day. You're just that's an amazing thing to see a one armed fucking guitar player oh, in yeah. a three piece band playing a fucking show. You know, this is one of these outdoor festival type things. It was like three nights, and it was in uh, Montana, some campground somewhere. Uh, hey, you guys remember the movie Deliverance? That inbred kid. That was badass. Dude, I drove around like a part of New Hampshire recently that, oddly enough, was on the on the, the magic rectangle on the maps thing. Mm. Uh, but like I felt like I was hearing the, the banjo playing, right? The, the <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck am I? How does oh, this man. exist on like the, the map interface? But yet like I'm driving on like stone gravel road. That's like, you can't fit more than one car on Like if another car, one of us would have to back up far enough to find a place to like move. And like, let the other how guy have back. you mapped this place? This is mapped out, but then it, it spits you out on the other side and you're back on like regular roads again. Mm. There was even a point like, this is when I got worried when I saw a sign that said uh, uh, road ends ahead. And I was like, where the fuck am I? And yet the thing was just like, you know, it, in a half mile, turn right onto blah, blah road. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I was like, man, I think like, you know. I hope my magic rectangle is yeah, more correct I, than what I think I that sign just to, told like, me. You know, drive, drive off the falls or something or into a river or Can whatever. I right? Uh, Don't never depend on the magic rectangle. Well, of course not. So anyway, it, it turns out that... No, don't end up in Hazard County, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Boss Hog might get a hold of you. Right. By God, he will. And you'll be squealing like a pig. Him and them Duke boys. You, you, you. <laughs> Roscoe P. Coltrane. Anyone? No, I'm old. Okay. No, I, I I got it. I got it. Uh, so at any rate, uh, it did end up spitting me out. Of, but like, I was just like, where the hell am I going, man? What the <laughs> fuck's going on with? Uh, I call her Karen, the, the maps lady. Because she tells you what to do. I call her Karen, yeah, because she's a bit of a Karen. She's like, you know, and if you screw up. Ordering people yeah, around. If you screw up, she changes her mind. She's like, go right over here and go left, you know, and tries to take you in a weird circle to get you back to where you were. Well, at least she doesn't change her mind unless you screw up. Karen? Karen? That, 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 there's only a couple of letters away from carry-on, which is roadkill. Like carry-on my wayward son? <laughs> no, I'm carry-on. Roadkill. Mm. You might be left on the side of the road, which you do not want to go down, because you don't know a fucking thing. I don't know a Never fucking thing. Oh, okay. Carry a compass. Fuck YouTube. Fuck the phone. Carry a map. Know where the hell you're going. I feel like uh, I feel like Major really has something to say tonight. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he's stirred up. I'm the fucking real deal. I know north and south. Apparently, I'm he has had out. enough of people oh, relying God. on GPS services. Yeah, well, yeah, and how many times did you get lost in my damn? So I actually was uh, was just starting cabbie, like when when the whole uh, uh, GPS reliance started up. 
And so I managed to like use both the map for a while and then the, the GPS. Now, the worst thing about the GPS was that I have played entirely too much Grand Theft Auto. So as soon as I suddenly have a mini map in my field of view, like it triggers all of those old memories of, you know, like plowing down the hookers on the sidewalks. Hey, you fiddle fuck it's like, wait, GTA. I don't think this is making me drive proper. You yeah. fiddle fuck yourself. Yeah, there you did. I had the same reaction to Grand Theft Auto as I did to like heavy metal music. I'm like, oh, this looks fun. Right, like I didn't think it was it's dangerous for children to play. It's like really, it's a fucking video game. You can't teach your children the difference between reality and a fucking video game. Like, come on, you know, video games are supposed to be for all the things that like you wouldn't, can't, couldn't do, but like you imagine. You know, people are capable of great imagination. They so. don't realize this shit. Well, they're I mean, fucking, they have not been dipped in life. The crap of reality. By God, I've been stoned. I'm an old <laughs> fucking soul. You know this shit. You know, motherfucker, uh, I ain't lying. So I got to tell you, Major, I, when I moved to New Hampshire, I was completely fucking reliant on a GPS system. Like, there is no way to find anything in these old New England towns Without, uh, I mean, like, you could get a map and spend a tremendous amount of time studying it. Or you could go beep boop. Checking well, out. that's like you just moved there. I've been in my state my whole life. I've got topographical maps. I got fire road maps. I know where every logging trail, every old rail bed was laid. You gotta do the research, and the assholes that fucking control the shit—they don't want you to know this. So you gotta dig deep, and you gotta have a fucking sharp shovel. A sharp shovel. Yeah, you lost me with that one. Well, well, you, got, you gotta dig deeper than you think you need to. Can't really have a dull shovel, you know, and expect it to be effective. So. You know, there's there's some point there. I'm trying to uh, do a thing here, and it looks like, I don't know, uh, nobody, can you hear us? Nobody's here. Nobody is here, and Nobody's nobody, we here. can hear you as well. I think uh, we did a thing. Can you feel me near you? Nobody, can you feel the major near you? Luckily, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't let Killdozer get up on you. Don't let Killdozer get up on you? Nah, ain't nobody Always got time advice. for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody's got time for kill that. Killdozers are for governments, not for people. That's true. Well, you know, you raise a very good point. And so far, I have yet to see nobody elected. It's In true. Yeah. And unfortunate. Yeah. It is unfortunate, because when nobody wins the election, everybody wins the election. That's true. <laughs> also another good point it's um, true I, I see you're wearing a hawaiian shirt there nobody a, i am a, i am it's belly belly cam suit. we've got belly cam going are you on. preparing for the big luau uh yes yes i'm uh and i'm considering spending the winter in a big igloo 
Mm. <laughs> I've heard that. I would help you have a pineapple in an igloo. You're going to do what, Major? <laughs> well, he's talking like he's in Hawaii, but he wants to be in an igloo. Well, I mean, maybe he does want to be in an igloo in Hawaii. If he could pull that off, more power to him. Fuck Hawaii. Fuck Hawaii. That's <laughs> like the most That's a fair communist point. state in America. Fuck that. Well, it shouldn't be a state in America anyway. That. Like, you know, it was minding its own business, being a monarchy, and America's like, yoink. Well, yeah, I mean, we it, never should have jacked it. I guess, I, guess it, I guess it serves us right to be saddled with a bunch of fucking communists. Yeah, I think there was um, some clever you know, fruit company that, like... Country. Yeah, I think there was some clever fruit company that, like, said, help me, help me, but at the same time had also, like, purchased the place, so had literally taken over. So they come in to, you know, save an American from a foreign power, and he's like, well, I am the foreign power, and I surrender to America, which apparently was just what they needed to make the place a state. Yeah, see, that's one of the... No, no, no. Now you're talking about the Irish. And the pineapple. <laughs> Major, company. everything comes Major, back to the Irish. Yeah, you, you've no, got no, entirely no. too much Irish in you at this point. <laughs> at this point. Well, I'm. Mm. Got, I'm black. Sounds Irish. like maybe some scotch too. Yep. No, there's no scotch in me. Bourbon. No scotch in me. Bourbon. How about bourbon? Husband, I'm Austrian. But are you bourbon? The Germans. Okay. Black Irish. I'm three. Oh, five. that's right. That's never right. Oh. And Welch. It's all starting to come back to us now. Mm. Welch, like the grape juice? I am the most ornery cocksucker you're ever going to fucking meet. I believe that. And I will give you hell till the day I die. <laughs> that's, Do you know the Moonshine song? Oh, moonshine, oh, moonshine, oh, how I love thee. You killed my old daddy, and now you try me. I'll eat when I'm hungry and drink when I'm dry, and the moonshine don't kill me. I'll live till I die. Hey! If the river was whiskey, I'd be a diving duck. I'd swim to the bottom and drink my way up. Hey, Major, we got to do a thing, so uh, we'll talk to you a bit later, man. There's a thing? Yeah, there's a thing. Well, Quick, somebody it's panic. Called, it's called a show. <laughs> what do we got to do? Oh. Figured, figured we'd get on with it. Uh, I don't think oh. we've even mentioned what the hell this show is. It's Beard Talk Live. We've, it's true. We're in like it a, is Beard Talk Live. Did you do the intro music? I, I did, but I did a he little did brand new intro music, little different song. because he was trying to launch himself off on a story here about how he spent some time, you know, relaxing on a beach mm-hmm. in a vacation destination. No, no, I went no? to I went to a rock show, huh. a, a heavy metal rock show, uh, at uh, you know a two hundred person <laughs> venue uh, in Manchester. Uh, this band called uh, Scissor Fight. Uh, scissor fuck scissor fight <laughs> <laughs> although people are like do you mean like the lesbians and i'm like well scissor, the, the lesbians do the scissoring they don't maybe they do scissor fighting before they do the they scissoring. do the I scissor fuck 
That's true. That's true. But I like scissor fight factual. to me is you just can like look it up. To, to me, Scissor Flight evokes the image of like two like eight year old boys, each with a pair of the the dull tipped scissors that you got in like you know fifth grade or whatever, and they're trying to like have a sword fight with the hmm. scissors. I, I I just think of like your sharks versus the jet style knife fight. Yeah, only like lots of snipping. Sharks involved. versus the jet. You no, know, because when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. From it's your first true. cigarette to the last dying day. It's some kind of Broadway show. It is. Oh. I feel oh, pretty. Guest. Hey, I'd like, to, I'd like to <laughs> interrupt your normally scheduled beard talk live here. If, if uh, you guys you, are going to be going on uh, LRN and the FTL audio streams in about 10 seconds. So if you want to pull up the server audio there, Captain, I'd appreciate it. This one? Wait, what's happening in 10 seconds? Oh, no, that's the wrong one. This one? Too late. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. At least I get to talk over the intro. Free talk live. That's nice. It's Beer Talk Live, yeah. I had to speak over his views. I feel dirty. Beer Talk Live. Uh, so you're going to have uh, the audio listeners are going to be on board here for the next maximum three hours. Yep. You can still end the show whenever you want to. Okay. We're doing some testing of uh, what will be it's a sneak peek, I guess you could say, for what is likely going to happen in Free Talk Live Land in 2023. We're so beta testing. January 1st, uh, we're going to get rid of two breaks an hour. So... Eight more minutes per hour of talk time over Ooh, a three-hour show. That's a lot in eight minutes. That's another 24 minutes per show, basically. So lots more talk time coming soon. That's what's going to happen here. So we're testing those automation logs tonight. I say beta test because we're going to beta test. Beta test? Beta test instead of beta. Right? So like some mm. of the British say beta testing. And I'm like, so not a beta test? Not no, because they beta. will t- come for your guns. No, not a beta, not a Play-Doh test either. This isn't you know clay. I guess Play-Doh technically isn't clay either, but you know. And now I can think of nothing but MTV style claymation. You can make it with Play-Doh. I I remember growing up. I, I knew a, death match. I knew a kid who did his own like stop action with like clay figures. Oh dear and so God! So he would stage these like elaborate dioramas basically of like an environment like hills and trees and whatever and then like you know he did a cowboys and indians one and like and he would just move them and then take a photo move them take a photo move them take a photo and repeat this process for uh, days weeks i don't you know and then eventually he'd have enough of this to put one film whole second one frame at a time yeah no seriously like days of work one whole second yeah yeah uh, mm-hmm. nobody. How the fuck are you? I'm fucking groovy. Fucking eh? Your beard's looking well, beardly. Thank you, thank you. I'm feeling very beardly. I I heard a tale. I I I didn't get to listen to the full show from last week, the Beard Talk Live that y'all did. But I'm under the understanding that I should go watch the video because uh, Peakless let his beard down. I let it all out, man. Because one of the like even the way your beard is, it's you know, it's a beard, right? And a pretty distinct one at that. Nobody's going to mistake it for anything else. But I Is just, he? I don't think I've ever seen 
your beard like in non-braided format. It is a rarity, but I I had to I had to cover for you, man. Like, I, have you seen Zephin's beard? He's he's got you know goatee level beardage going on. And oh, he I, reduced his, so you need to increase the beer quotient. The beard well, he's quotient. He's never had a huge amount. No, but it went like all the way around. It was like full beard yeah, okay. style. Yeah, but not goatee style. But yeah, it's it's that same length though. Yeah. So like, I had to make up for yours. Your you know Billy Goat's gruff. There. That's what I'm saying. You had to increase Being completely absent. Increase so like the beard quotient. Exactly. So we can live up to the most bearded Liberty show online. That's right. Little tiny tag underneath our sweet logo. <laughs> it literally it is tiny too the most bearded that, like we're trying to keep it a secret somehow like don't tell anyone don't tell anyone but it's the most bearded liberty show online <laughs> <laughs> it, it could only be worse if we put it in like parentheses you know uh, that would have been yeah as long as it's not three parentheses <sighs> Uh, so anyway, nobody. Uh, I went and saw this band, uh, uh, Scissor Fight. The song that we played at the intro for the show is one called Granite State Destroyer. Uh, they themselves are a band from New Hampshire. And uh, the song uh, lyrics start out and they go, Weed, guns, and axes. We don't pay our taxes because we don't exist on any government list. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah, I'm on all the right. government list. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I went to a rock show, and it was pretty great. Uh, I enjoyed their music. And that song just sort of, like, stuck in my mind. The The chorus of it is, uh, uh, our battle cry, live free or die. Right? Because they're from New Hampshire. So it's a very New Hampshire Ooh. sort of hometown fight song, if you will. Yeah, um, it sounds very New hampshire yeah. Right. Yeah, I appreciated that. I also uh, got to uh, give goldbacks to each of the members of the bands uh, that played. There were three different bands. Uh, and I gave them, you know, some sh- sort of a spiel about like, hey, look, man, I used to play in bands all the time, you know, 20 some years. But, uh, uh, you know, rarely did we ever get paid. And when we did get paid, it wasn't near enough. But uh, I could tell you that I never got paid in gold. But today you are. And then I would hand them a gold bag. Like, what's this? <laughs> I'm like, well, read it. One one thousandth an ounce of it, yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Like the overwhelming response. Like nobody was like, "Oh, no, thanks. I don't want that, man." Right. Like to a, to a person, everybody was like, "Holy shit, fucking, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah." You know, nobody's ever given us anything like this before. Well, you know, those rockers, they love metal. Yeah, and I just figured, like, if these guys are, you know, and gold is the heaviest metal there is, almost. <laughs> it's the heaviest metal I handle. Well. Mm. I mean, maybe you guys should listen to more Slayer. I've had plat- platinum a couple of times, which is slightly heavier. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck's going on? Beard, huh? Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Hi, this is Riley calling from Utah. Riley? Hey. What the fuck, dude? How you doing, Riley? So, first and foremost, thank you. You're mm-hmm. awesome. It's oh, true. You're I, welcome. I appreciate the, the digesting of the shit. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Are you talking to your gut that bacteria? That sound good. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, what the fuck's on your mind? Well, you guys were talking about gold packs, and I work for a company in Utah, and I had the opportunity to show off some gold packs to a coworker. He was really excited. He was fucking excited about that shit. Awesome. Yeah. So hmm. I'm excited to have gold packs in my possession because 
I can carry gold easier and no one's going to mistake it for for gold. They're going to think it's just some some paper or something. So, <laughs> like, oh, it's a it's a golden ticket. Oh, he entered a raffle or something, right? Nobody yeah, really kind of so, knows what they are yet. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's wild that like you actually have this thing. It is so unusual that you would actually have this wrapper of literal gold in your pocket. They they can't process it as what it is, which is just exactly cool. right. And the other thing, I'm the only problem I have with gold backs is it's hard for a blind person to tell the difference between a one or a ten or a fifty or whatever. And I don't know how they can improve that, but it would be nice if they could improve that. Um. Well, I mean, the size is different. Okay. Yeah, I I think that. So I mean, I. I, I like yeah, if, the, if there's a criticism that I have, it's that the sizes are are weird, right? Mm. Like I think I personally would have expected them to all be the same size. I understand that because they weigh different, they they would have to be much thicker than the other ones, and that probably played, you know, it's the physics. You just can't have that much gold in that small of a space. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the fact that they have the product. Now they probably could have done something to maybe make them all the large size, but then that would be like. Well, no, that would be I like the, the grandparents' because... cell phone, the, the the remote control with the giant fucking buttons and shit. Nobody wants to hand that out. Honestly, I'm pretty sure that they made that as as big as they could. Like that's why I think it is the size that it is. Is they're like, okay, this is as wide as we can reasonably spread one one thousandth of an ounce of gold. Yeah. So they can't make it the twenty five dollar size. Well, no, they could by just. Mm, adding more filler right oh just adding could, more plastic you could make on the, the one as big as the 50 just by you know adding more filler to it right but what you can't do well, is make, what you can't do is make the 50 the size of the one without increasing the thickness of it to at least that of cardboard or a debit card or something like that unflexible is my guess right so i like the ones and i'm okay with the fives you know, those fit pretty easily into, you know, regular wallet. I can't, like, you can't fold them very well. But, like, who needs to, right? So with filler, you mean just, like, having plastic that doesn't have gold on the other side of it? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, put, like, a frame around it, you know? Yeah, fair. It'd be easy enough to contain or or spread the gold out more evenly uh, across a larger area, you know, and then, you know. I don't know. Well, don't no, know that's what works, that's right? what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure that they figured out the maximum area that they can reliably put one one thousandth of an ounce across without it uh, coming off, without it flaking, without it. You know, and that's where the size dust. of the one comes from. Yeah, that's mm. that's what I'm betting. And then the other ones are bigger because obviously you had more material, and then like, oh well, we have to make it this much bigger and this much wider to compensate for the amount of material that we're putting in it. They look, they're so beautiful, though. I love the gold backs. They're uh, like, they that's... sound beautiful. They sound like they're <laughs> really beautiful to see. Yeah, so. it's a it's a shame that the uh, minor indentation isn't enough for you to, to feel, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're certainly one of the most useful things I've, I've ever seen in my life, right? Like, the downside of gold prior to the gold backs was, of course, portability. You know, yeah, going to carry around well, that's, a brick yeah. of gold. That's why you needed silver. This is given. This is given the average commoner the ability to ask that 
carry gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The king's currency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a physical hard money that you know you can actually hand from one person to another. The the thing that cryptocurrency, of course, is missing is the physicality. It doesn't exist in the physical yeah. world. Well, and the thing is, banks still hand actual physical gold to other banks. Like in terms of final settlements, like this is still used by banks. It's just that, you know, individuals never had this unless they were going to buy property. Right. Because like the amount of gold you need for anything, like a, a tiny amount of gold goes a very long way. So most purchases were always done in silver just because it's easier to make silver than it is to make gold. Yeah. Riley, anything else? Well, I have also been exploring cannabis, and it's it's been a nice experience. Nice. Yeah. Uh, indica or sativa? I I can appreciate both, actually. Yeah, me too. Do you have preference? Yeah. Um, it depends on depends on my mood. Sometimes I like a good sativa. Sometimes I like a good indica. It just I, depends on my mood. I you know, if given two exactly identical options, I would go indica. Just something about in the couch, right? I just remember that. Yeah, that yeah. would be my that would be my preference. Yeah, that goes that goes according to purpose. Because like, if I'm trying to sleep, well, I mean, at this point, uh, edibles are a far better option. But uh, like, if I'm trying to think, then I'd I'd want sativa. Yeah. Uh, for those of yeah. you who don't know, uh, Riley does the digest version of Free Talk Live, uh, the show that this show is a fork of. And so, uh, Riley, I just want to say you've been doing a kick-ass job. Thank you for your work. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I certainly have used the Digest over the years, uh, you know, particularly for a time-saving device. Same, extensively. Yeah, for sure. So uh, not everybody has three full hours uh, a day uh, to listen, and yeah. so it's a great way to stay sort of caught up, at least on, on the main points. You know, you, you've you done know, a that, kick-ass uh, job. That was a great one for me because I could just go, you know, listen to uh, a week's worth of, and, and when an episode is like, ooh, I really want to hear more about this topic, plug in that one. Riley, uh, I'm going to bring another caller on, but thanks for calling, man. Peace. All right. Yeah. All right. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Uh, this is Jack from Ocean Shores. Jack from Ocean Shores. You know, I actually went on a fucking boycott of the show when nobody wasn't on for too long. Just uh, being honest. Of, fucking do that for you. Of which show? Right of which show? Beard Talk Live? Right. Nobody's always on free Beard Talk. Talk Live, or at least he no, has been. Free Talk Live. Oh, on Free Talk Live. He hasn't Live. been on Free Talk Live, and he wasn't on last episode, Saturday's episode. Well, for, true. for most of that... For most of that, it was the state that kept him off of Free Talk Live. No, he said weeks ago. So nobody, I thought you were on last week. Um, I was not on Free Talk Live last week. No, but week. you were on Beard was, Talk uh, Live, right? I was on Beard yeah, Talk Live okay. last week. All right. So huh. I was pretty sure well, I heard your voice. I was like, well, some guy sounds like nobody was on. <laughs> can you not hear me? I can hear you. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? Are you saying words? Yeah, dude. Why are you picking on me? Uh, uh, we were just casually bantering. Why is everybody always picking on me? What uh, What were you calling about, Jack? <laughs> oh, he hung up. We got hung up on. <gasps> Jack from Ocean Shores hung up on us. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? 
Yeah, I am the one your mother warned you about. <laughs> and it has come full circle. Oh, you've made the peakless one leave. Look, he's gotten up and left the room in disgust. I think I was bigger. Definitely, I sound better. Which is curious to me because I called into a buddy of mine that I talk to all the time. Yeah. And I talk to my speaker, and he says, I sound better when I'm on speaker than when I'm off speaker. Yeah, but not when you're on Free Talk Live. No, no. I'm just saying the difference between the. The regular system and the radio system, it's, it, it's kind of befuddling. It's the goddamn government, man. Things I cannot ascertain an intelligent answer to. There you go, buddy. You know I love you. <laughs> All you bastards. Are, are you talking to your dog? Are you talking to me or nobody? <laughs> um, hell, I, I there you go, little buddy. Y'all, my dog just lived her ear when you said that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> the circle is continual, and we are all interconnected. I mean, I don't even know what led me to this thought. That's what you just fucking said, Kevin. Uh, what did I say? If you want me to reiterate, I cannot do that. I don't, yeah, I don't think you can either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a couple of cocktails ago, you could have reiterated, but I well, I, I, am I supposed to ascertain your fucking thoughts? Uh, my fucking I thoughts. I mean, uh, if if I, I mean, I'll share my thoughts, but on what subject? I don't know what we're talking about yet. I don't know. You just said something that sparked my something, and it got lost in the moonlight. Right. You know what I mean. <laughs> Anyway, nobody knows what you mean. Nobody, do you know what he means? I have no idea. Nobody has no idea what made the other one means. does, though. The other nobody. Oh my the other nobody God. knows what. Kill those in force. All right. So what the hell were we talking about before we stopped talking about nothing? I don't. I don't, I don't know, know but, but I really like the phrase "kill those." Yeah, so. Major, just stay right there. Don't go away. Hang on. Beard talk live. Who the fuck is this? Hey, what's going on, brother? Is that Robert? I was like, wow. Yeah. Is that Rob doing an impression of Major Payne? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a second it did sound like Rob doing an impression of Major Payne. Uh, Rob, speak so I can make sure you have level. Oh, hey. Well, uh, hey, anyways, the reason why oh. I called was... Dude, uh, are you on speakerphone again? No. Oh. Oh, how, how do I sound? Yeah. I'm okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you're all right now. Go it ahead. was uh, for for just a half second. It was like ten decibels higher. Yeah, it, so it peaked for a second. Maybe you bumped your phone or something. Well, I went. Uh, I just I I had it on speakerphone when I was calling, but I wasn't thinking I was going to come on this quick. Yeah. But, well, here you are. I, <laughs> here I am. Yeah. How the fuck are you? So, well, I mean. Uh, as far as I know, no one hasn't invoked the coronavirus on me, and <laughs> nobody. I, I haven't been sure. Is that, nobody has. So with coronavirus is now, it's like a it's like a witchcraft spell that people are like casting. You know, it's it voodoo. Always has been. <laughs> you know, and, uh, nobody hasn't taken a shot at. Me. Nobody, you haven't taken a shot at Rob yet. 
I haven't taken a shot at him. Was I supposed to shoot Rob? <laughs> I no. I think maybe maybe we're supposed to do a shot with Rob. You know, drink some alcohol. That sounds far more likely. I, yeah, hey, I that, that's you, probably more fun. <laughs> right. I haven't had a drink of alcohol in two months. Oh, well, ah, so much for that. Congratulations. No shots for you, nobody. Sorry. I tried to get you some free shots, bro, but apparently <laughs> Rob's right. on well, the wagon. I'm, tr- I'm trying to uh, to curve my appetite with alcohol. I, I think I've had enough. And... <laughs> All right. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, man. You know, uh, but uh, I did want to tell you that uh, over here in Vermont now, uh, you can buy recreational cannabis. Now. Did they it's did they open it up legal. now? Are are the stores open they, though? Yeah, that's what I understand. Because yeah. I heard I, I remember thinking that in October a guy's going to be able to drive across to from New Hampshire into Vermont and and get the recreational, much like they already can do in Massachusetts and uh, Maine, all the surrounding states of New Hampshire, except for New Hampshire. Yeah, there's at least uh, six or seven stores throughout the whole state. Uh, the one that's in six Brattleboro or seven. The, the, uh, <laughs> when when I lived in the, Seattle, uh, there was farm. like six or seven recreational stores within like a five block radius. <laughs> I know, right? Well, there's only half a million people living in uh, <laughs> I Vermont. Know. I know, but you would think more of them would smoke weed. Seriously, well, especially Vermont people. I mean, they're hippies with guns. Hmm. Yep. They haven't taken our fucking guns yet, the son of a bitch. Uh, they're trying. Yeah, it's not like they've been trying, but yeah. Well, they can try, but they'll take have to take them right from our cold, dead hands. Yeah, pretty much. What were you calling about, Rob? Well, I like I said, I was calling about uh, that, and and I wanted to put a request in because I know that you have different songs that while well, you've been trying out with the opening show. But of course, the song I would like to hear is uh, We Are the Road Crew uh, by Motorhead. I'll, I'll consider that. I don't know that Beard Absolutely. Talk Live is a, a request show necessarily. <laughs> but, you know, uh, because the song you suggested doesn't suck, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll consider it. But right now, the, uh, the musical... Uh, Variety is uh, judged and based solely on me and my vast musical expertise. Mm. Yeah, but still, I put yeah, hours. I, I won't go against. <laughs> I won't go against I put hours of research into this, like you know, uh, two and a half months ago, and I just decided that it can be whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you know that Lemmy was a World War One and World War Two historian? I did actually. Yeah, he had a bunch of artifacts yeah. too. He was a collector. He was a collector of different swords and stuff like that. It was incredible. The apartment that he had in in uh, you yeah. know uh, LA. in the Rainbow there yeah, yeah. in L A. is just jam packed full with swords and knives and axes and gun. You know. Who is this? Incredible. Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah, uh, bass player, singer. Nice. Yeah, legendary yeah. rock and roll dude. Um, so uh, I was going to say something about uh, Motorhead, and I can't remember. Oh, they have a song called, uh, it's a very obscure track called March or Die. And yep. uh, it's, I, I might consider that one before the road crew for this particular show. But just because it talks about the education systems broke 
to hide our guilt. Yep. We build more jails and we shall build still more. Something like that. It's, got, it's a very libertarian, yep. anarchist, like relevant lyrical content. I don't know how I feel about outro music on this show. talk live even though uh you know uh you were hearing free talk live music because uh, we're doing we're doing some stuff we're uh as the tech companies say we're innovating and let me just make sure nobody's still with us nobody talked to me man are you talking hmm Oh, I am now unmuted. Oh, oh there we go. All right. Excellent. You probably hear me better. On both sides, no less. Right. And you've moved your camera, too, so that we're basically looking at your ceiling, which is fine if that's what you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, it was just lifting up my laptop for a sec. Oh, okay. Uh, very nice ceiling, by the way. It uh, looks very uh, monocolored. Uh, the camera quality sucks, so we can't really see much of anything. Mm. Uh, do you want to? I should probably, yeah, I, I'll do the thing. Thank you. Uh, if you would like to, you can always reach over here yourself as well and be a sort of a co-engineer <laughs> of of Beard Talk Live. I should probably make sure that that is is it switching now or well, better be doing now? things than thinging do's. Let's see. I believe that's how it's supposed to go, but we'll see. Let me know if that doesn't change. Will do. Beer talk live. All right, so what were we doing? We were talking to Rob. Rob, are you still with it? Wait, hang on. Let me unmute Rob. Rob, are you there? Rob? Rob going once. All right, I guess Rob's not there. Beard talk live. Who the fuck is this? Oh, dude. I'm <laughs> your worst fucking nightmare. <laughs> well, you're at least a recurring one. <laughs> <laughs> your mother warned you about no you're a stranger in a van full of candy but is he down by the river i don't i don't make bait pals dude this is really there'll be plenty of time for living in a van down by the river should we all when you're living in a van down by the river i am major Payne. hear me out there was a dude about five years ago Put a bait pile of like baby dolls and such a bait right pile? on the corner where there was a, the project. He was literally baiting children. And it, right across from the county park, next to the river. Was this Joe Biden? Oh, oh. <laughs> it was scurry. It, it, it just. The, the insanity of humanity never ceases to amaze me. I hear you on that one. That, like, I yeah, I have no idea what that popping is. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, you you were the ones that talked about me. Must be the major's bait. joints. Just 
<laughs> Major Solold is, is popping him. Yeah, exactly. Did you hear that, Major? Peekless, huh? Peekless thinks you're old. <laughs> Fucking am old. You better be at this I'm point. I'm older than your mother. I'm older than your mother. And you know what, dude? I'll tell you what. I just came a great, great... I know, that is I too personal of information, Major. You became a what? What did you become? Grandpa yesterday. How many greats? One. One. Great grandpa. Grandpa's good enough. Great grandpa. What? Why? Why do you think they? Why do you think they arrove? Arrove? That's not a word. Why do you think they did arrive <laughs> at the term great grandfather? In because instead of like, you know, much older grandfather or something that you know, great. Like it's like Great Britain. It's like, is it really great? Well, you know, I think they arrived oh, at that hey, term hey, hey. because they had. Yeah, so there's hey. father, and then there's grandfather, and they wanted another word besides grand that was still like grand. So great grand, and like you never lived past that point, so they never came up with a third word. But so I mean, the people who came up with this term, did they were they like you know what? The older grandfather, the father of our father's father, is great. Like, what do you think he was an outstanding dude? And that's why they were like <laughs> great grandfather instead of regular grandfather, who probably wasn't so great. Probably a mediocre grandfather, but great grandfather was a much cooler dude. Well, I'd say yeah, that. Uh, over thinking this shit. Well, well I'd say that the reverence for elders thing is kind of a universal trait. So reverence like, for elders? Is that like a charity organization? So whether or like whether or not your grandfather was all that grand, you still talk and think about him in these, you know, superlative terms. Do you mean instead the greatest of, generation um, for yeah. point of reference? Well, like grandfather could be just like a flamboyant dad. <laughs> He's a grandfather, right? <laughs> <laughs> Captain, much like you, I was a bastard. Well, I kind of still am. There's shit that just goes. Yeah, what do you mean was there? More than one way, really. Like, and we can't fucking cop quite. So apparently, the major dug up his mother and married her to someone else, so that he could stop being a bastard. My grandmother. During the Roaring Twenties, my my last name should have been DeWolf. Like the Power Tools? No. Like, not DeWalt, DeWolf. Oh. No, not DeWolf. No, dude. DeWolf is, uh, it's it's from the Austrian Highlands, Germany. And, uh, my... Yeah, I believe the uh, American English uh, translation would be The Wolf. Is, there's another portion of my bloodline that comes from the Welsh, which is the only piece of England that was never defeated. Right, grape juice. We talked and about this already. The other piece of my bloodline comes from the Black Irish, and that is the ones that the Saxons never got a hold of. Is that where the Irish stout comes There's from? There's no fucking red-headed Irishman. He's got a point. Are, are you not redheaded, Peakless Man? No, I am. Are you not? And Irish? I got it from the original source. Are you not Irish? Um, I uh, so uh, I'm not Irish. Um, I am Scots Irish. Scottish. Uh, on on one side anyway. Um, are you talking but, like Sean Connery? But neither of those is where I get the red beard. 
So mm. I come by the red beard from the same place as the Irish got it, the Norse. Hey, the Viking Saxons. Yeah, no, uh, so Thor, Thor is not a fucking blonde, okay? Not a blonde. Uh-oh. Thor, not a blonde. We've like, touched on a literally, if you find something Thor. where you, you, you're like, oh, in this he's, old he's poem, it says Thor. the redhead, You've got the guy Thors. with the red beard, that's Thor. Like, in the same way, like, oh, you know that guy that you crucified? Oh, Jesus? The famous crucified guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. In the same way, you know the, the, the guy with the red beard? I saw, oh, Thor. I saw Jesus chug a beer last night. Hey, nice. you know what, boys? If you know anything at all, if you look in a man's eyes, I can read where the fuck you came from. All right. Uh, Major, Major, stay right there. Major is apparently some sort of a seer, <laughs> an oracle of sorts. Uh, but, like, literally, I'm, I'm at this rock show last night, and... It's New Hampshire, and it's fall, so everybody looks like they're Seattle grunge, like lots of flannel and hoodies and stuff like that. But more so than a Seattle show, there's less, like, hipster-looking people, mm. right, who have, like, you know, the really freshly trimmed beard, all freshly oiled and shit. And it's more like scruffy dudes who are, like, construction workers and, mm. you know, like, it's a little more manly, a little more test. Everybody's got a beard. Everybody. Not everybody. But, like... Same amount of there facial was, hair, I was, different amount of beard oil. I was amazed at the at the amount of beard at, at this particular show. Uh, so needless to say, there's a guy who looks just like the classic fucking photo of Jesus, that side profile, th- the long hair and the and the beard, you know, that side profile of Jesus that you're familiar with, like the hands praying and all that kind of shit. Looked just like that guy. And I looked over and all I could see was like from his shoulders up because of the way the crowd was standing around him. And I just seen him take it. It was a full uh, plastic cup of beer. And he just <laughs> chugged the whole goddamn thing. Like while the band was on, and then he crushed the cup and turned and walked away. And I never saw the guy again the whole evening. Hmm. But I saw Jesus chug a beer, man. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Nobody, you got a bit of a Jesus vibe going on. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, except for the miracles. Mm. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, like to f- I'd like to find out how to do that. Well, but, hey. Uh, if it makes you feel better, you haven't had as bad of a run-in with the cops. Well, they haven't nailed me to anything. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's one thing people don't like. Christians don't really think about it that way, but the Romans are the cops. Yeah, totally. Like one hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the uh, what do they call it? the Christian anarchists? Right. They they like to point to that. Yeah. Uh, and they're right. Yeah, you know. Also, uh, they like to point to, and I'm in total agreement. Uh, the flipping of the tables, mm-hmm. right? That whole scene that was bankers, the money changers, mm-hmm. the exchanges, right? The money changers is where yep. he got upset and like went on a table flipping fucking rampage, mm-hmm. you know, supposedly. Well, yeah. and the thing was, they were cheating people. And he's like, "You're not going to use good as a method of cheating people," and yet they do. Well, that's because no one else wants to flip the tables with us. How many how many politicians in the United States of America do you think identify as Christian? A large percentage. Um, identify as? Yeah. 
Uh, nearly one hundred percent. Three times the number of, of uh, Christians. Very <laughs> nearly one hundred percent of them identify as Christian. Yeah. Uh, we have to this day never had a non-Christian president. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was not aware of that particular statistic. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I like I imagine. I think we've only had two Catholics. Yeah. Wow. If Biden counts as a Catholic. Because he has been disowned um, by his church. Uh, yeah, Kennedy's more, the other one. Yeah. Okay, that's one of the few sensible things I've heard of churches doing. So right? that's a good thing. Um, yeah, he should definitely be disowned by more people. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I hate to agree with the Catholic Church on anything, really. But, uh, you know... What do you think the percentages are for not the United States, all the other countries? Like as far as the ones that have some sort of rotating cast of characters sitting in the throne of evil? Well, it's probably lower in Israel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you've got guarantee us there. <laughs> guarantee you every single politician in Israel is officially Jewish. Um. But I mean, there's, no, there's I don't approximately think that's 200 true. countries. I definitely guarantee you that every single everything of every Muslim country is a Muslim. Like every position in government of every Muslim com- uh, country, I guarantee is a Muslim. I don't know that that's the case. I think that Iraq um, may well have. Uh, some Kurds in their government, and Kurds in general are not Muslim, I believe. What about Wei? Really? Do they have Kurds and Wei in the government? No way. <laughs> Sorry, I got cheese curds on my mind. <laughs> yeah, that was cheesy. If you've never had cheese curds, I recommend them. Mm. They're just little mm. little chunks. Of, they, they call them squeaky cheese because if they're made right, if you get them at their at their peak. Uh, they kind of squeak a little bit as you bite down on squeaky mm. cheese. I do love a cheese Got curd. The Wisconsin folklore going on. Oh, yeah. Don't you know, Dare Hay? <laughs> Got a few of those. What is a Dare Hay? It's, it's just like an acknowledgement. I don't know. It's this weird segue, <laughs> right? Like, like It's kind of like when you do CB radio. And you're like, uh, this is Captain Topeakless. This is Captain Topeakless. Over. And it's like waiting. It's it's like it's like you've passed the turn mm. in the conversation, dear hey. I see. So it's over, but in in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin instead yeah. of CB. It could also be Roger. But it's if it's Roger, it's like, oh yeah, dear hey. How does that compare with Don't You Know? Uh, don't you know is uh, uh, it's more like what it what it means really is you should know. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, you should have used your left turn signal, don't you know? <laughs> right. I see. <laughs> you should have thought about charging your phone before you left the house, don't you know? Yeah, because right? I thought that was another one of those like over like da da da. Don't you know? Well, if you string them all together, if it's like, oh yeah, don't you know, there, hey. That's just kind that's of like much. that's a general acknowledgement. That's a, that's like I uh, like I've heard so you your didn't story. say anything at all there. I've I've heard your story and I I acknowledge uh, the information you're trying to pass. Gotcha. Right? It's like oh yeah, don't you know, dear? Hey, 
But now it's also your turn to speak again because the dare hey kind of right, right. The, yeah. Over. Mm. Over. Well, all right. Well, Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? No one. Oh, it's not nobody because we already have nobody. It's true. So it must be no it's one. True. It's it's no one. No dare one hey. There. Dare Wait, hey. Do I, have, do I have no? Weren't you listening? That means it's your turn to speak. Well, I think uh, I think we got to hang up on this call, dare hey. Oh yeah, don't, don't you know? You know. Dropping the call. I think that was where Major used to be. Major! Major Payne! <laughs> Can you imagine if we walked around talking like that guy all the time? <laughs> can I you can. imagine if you're in his regular sphere of influence, right? You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, the clerk at his convenience store, you know, people who see him all the time don't really know who he is, but like, hear that voice. You know? He's got a pretty kick ass voice. <laughs> give him that. Well, holy buckets. Yeah. Nobody, what's on your mind? Oh, not much. Not much. Yeah? I'm, uh, I'm not with it. You're not with it? I'm not with it. I've, uh, I've been spending too much damn time in the house. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be going around. Well getting stir crazy mm. you have uh you know plans to fix that somehow um hopefully biggest thing is i've got a uh a uh fucking uh i've got beasts i've got to kill mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's some farming going on uh yeah something like that okay all right but we were talking. Oh, we were talking earlier on the beasties. Yeah, we were talking earlier on uh, Free Talk Live. A guy called in who said uh, he's figured out how to make some sort of liquid methane fuel out of like you know everyday animal excrement and pieces of food and chicken or uh, kitchen scraps. Kitchen scraps, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, I I have had this idea in my head for a really long time that I thought a good name for. A band, not necessarily like a metal band, not a serious one anyway, but a good name for a band that wasn't so serious would be Flatulent Swine. <laughs> I just like those two words together. Right. Flatulent Swine. And like you could get real creative with like the logo. You could have like a pig bent over a little poof of smoke or whatever coming out of its ass, you know, after the little squiggly tail without being too graphic about it either. You know what I mean? <laughs> The only problem that I'd have with it is if you were going to be a band as Flatulent Swine and you went on stage, you'd almost be encouraging people to like go to Taco Bell before the show and be very gassy at the show. You might get yourself like, you know, wafted out by Flatulent Swine. What do you call the fans? Wafted out. Wafted out. Yeah, by fans of Flatulent Swine. Who would be called what, by the way? There's got to be a trendy name for the fans of Flatulent Swine, right? Does the name for that have to be trendy? (laughs) I mean, really? Or at least appropriate. Or or inappropriate, I guess. Something fitting, I guess. Pretty sure appropriate is inappropriate at this point. So something not appropriate, then. Would be appropriate. It would have to be Thereby inappropriate. Thereby confusing the appropriation. Oh, by the way, uh, the Kurds are predominantly uh, Sunni Islam. Wait. Oh, really? Oh, yep. okay. 
I did not know that. Sunny Islam, does that mean they're happy all the time? <laughs> they're very cheerful and positive? No. No. Unfortunately, <laughs> there is no Sunny Islam. Well, we should invent it then. <laughs> Congratulations. You're the new- Spelled uh, like Sunni, only yeah. with a Y instead of an I. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> we practice sunny Islam. <laughs> so, like, the all of those method, dark really. parts are just not part of our religion. <laughs> la, 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 la. Did you know that Muhammad, not in my version? La, la, la. They've got like children's music for their hymns. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like all Teletubbies all the time. Sunny Islam. Teletubbies were creepy as fuck, man. I'm older than Teletubbies. I remember when they came out. I'm like, what the fuck are these creepy blobs with a little weird shit on their head? So, do you remember the first time that you noticed that you were resting your phone on your stomach and staring at a screen so that there was a television in your tummy like a fucking Teletubby? <laughs> and now I, I actually I, I tend to not do that so much. I, I hold it at an arm's length. Because uh, I generally, when I'm laying down, I'm on my side or whatever, right? So I'll hold it out with like one arm or the so other. You arm. avoid stomach cancer, of that. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and maybe I hold it away too because of the whole head cancer thing. I don't know. Yeah, no, that show freaks me out. <laughs> Absolutely freaks yeah. me out. Those little fuckers. What? Except for the what except for the son that is out? also a baby. That part totally makes sense to me. Uh, nobody, have you seen Teletubbies? Uh no. I, I don't think I've seen a show, but I I knew who or what they were because they hit all the news like oh the newest sensation. It was kind of like uh, nobody you probably remember I don't the think Cabbage I have Patch the Kids. Power to see an entire show of the, that. the the thing that I remember about the Teletubbies is the the crazy Christians got uh, got upset about them because they were like one of them carried a purse or something. Yeah, they were they well, supposedly androgynous. So, well, so uh, what it was, because I remember this particular uh, 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 kerfluffle. Yeah. W what it was is that one of them, so they all had antennae, right? Yeah. And one of them, their antenna uh, thing made a downward triangle. And it was the color of, uh, of the downward triangle uh, gay sign. And huh. also had a purse. So gay Teletubbies. Yes. The Christians were upset about the, the gay the one of the Teletubbies was clearly gay. Mm. Because his his yeah. magic pouch clearly was a purse. Gay. Yeah. Does it does it really matter? And though, not the one with the dildo on his head. No. That's a good point, nobody. I, how can it matter if genitalia isn't there? Well, as far as I know, there's only one gender of that species. Right, because that, that's what I thought the Christians were talking about, because they were presented as androgynous. Or no potentially sex. four genders. I'm not sure. It's one or the other. It, 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 am I conflating? But like, I kind of, like in my mind, I imagine this, that like sort of the Teletubbies and like the Care Bears are kind of the same thing. Different colors, right? You know what I mean? There, there's a they formula there. They both shoot light out of their stomach. And there's a formula there, too, that I think... Uh, uh, Bright colors. The, uh, right. It's the... Uh, children. What are the, the, the martial arts ones in the... Obsessed with rainbows. With the uh, the helmets. Uh, they're all in different colored Power suits. Rangers? Power Rangers, right. Yeah. Power Rangers, Teletubbies. Uh, what was the other one I said? Power Rangers, Teletubbies. Care, Care Bears. Bears. Same formula. 
Care Bears. Right? Stare. Get a bunch of like new different things, right? Put them all in each an individual color, right? But yet, and that's also associated with their personality, right? There's a bit of a formula there for these children's programs, is all I'm saying. Pattern recognition. Well, yeah, I mean, you literally have kids who are just learning colors and what the colors are called. So, like, yeah, having a bunch of flashing colors and, like, very bright primary colors is really interesting to them because colors are new and mind-numbingly boring to us because they're not new to us. Because we're we're familiar with the colors. We even know what they're called. Most of us do. All right. Oh, it's it's time for another break. This one will be uh, five, six, seven minutes. Okay. We're gonna... Well, hold on a sec. I'm gonna I'm gonna join you. Okay. Okay, I'll be there in a couple minutes. Peace. <laughs> All right. Beard Talk Live, it is us, we're here, and this is where we are. Thank you for listening and tuning in to episode nine. Nice. Dude, how how did we how did we end up with nine? Well, I mean, that's there was good, one, right? And, and then, then there was another. Wow, you're such an astute observer of detail. <laughs> Oops. Didn't want to do that. Do you prefer the term stick That's kind of a weird term, isn't it? <laughs> Don't you think? It, it is. Well, stick to-itiveness. I mean, stick it's, to a, itiveness. it's a good word. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, but, uh, let's see. Tiny Beard Talk Live. I can't believe it's not really but-a. large Beard Talk Live. I'm I'm having fun with rudimentary video elements on 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 screen. I get to say that because I'm a captain. Right? Make it so. Somebody somebody I met over the weekend is a is like a, so she, she didn't ask what's your name. She asked so what do they call you? Right? Like as if I'm an, I'm a, a I'm not what, what's the opposite of an NPC? Uh, a PC, a PC, yeah. a player character, a player character. Yes, thank you. Uh, and and I was like the captain because that's of course what you say, right? Or what I say. And uh, she goes, well, "What are you the captain of?" And I go, "Myself." And she goes, "Oh," <laughs> like she thought about it for a minute and was like, "Oh," like she got it somehow, or at least she thought she got it. I have no idea what she actually thought, but that was her reaction to you know meeting the captain anyway. I get it. Without any after knowledge of, you know, who I am or what I do or, you know, never met me before, you know, kind um, of a thing. And this is what happens when we don't use good poetry in, like, high school. <laughs> really? This is what happens? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, at the very least, by the time someone hits high school, they're ready for I am the captain of my soul. Like, honestly. What is the point of having an English class on poetry and not having good poetry? That's a good question. And Invictus is, I think, the very best poem. I mean, subjective and I'm biased, but like... The very best poem? The very best poem. I mean, dude, I'm a Dr. Seuss guy. Like, when it comes to this shit, like, 
No, okay, that's not true. There's, like, I'm not a very, uh, uh, you know, as far as my my poetry experience and knowledge, I'm not a very deep person as far as, like, the depth of, like, poets that I think are fucking kick-ass. But there is one. Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, I'm trying to remember the band. There was a band who did an album, unbeknownst to me. Uh, I had an idea. I was like, because I was reading some Edgar Allan Poe. I think it was Loch Navar, or however you say that. Uh, it's one of his. It's a no idea. Sweet fucking poem. Anyway, I had riffs running through my like metal riffs, right? You know, kind of a thing. And I was like, I'm gonna make like I don't have to write lyrics. I could just put music to Edgar Allan Poe. Wouldn't that be great? And somebody was like, Oh yes, yeah. So and so already did that. Oh, it was the Alan Parsons project. They didn't do metal though. It was. It was rock, right? But it was... Experimental. Yeah, like 70s pop, experimental rock kind of thing. So it wasn't like rock out or metal. It was sort of this weird, I don't even know, like maybe electric light orchestra, but like lighter than that. Like ELO was a little more rock, I think, than the Ellen Parsons Project, but I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, but, no, that it, honestly, Poe calls for something darker. Like... None of this, you know, nothing that sounds appropriate with a keyboard in it, honestly. Yeah. Like, no, you need something metal, something like goth, industrial. That is what you need for, like, somewhere in that spectrum yeah. is what you need for taking on any work of Poe as the as the lyrics. Come on. I, I just immediately recognized the gift for words. I'm like, I there's no way in hell I could put words together in the way that this particular guy is, is writing the one I'm reading in front of me. Well, and honestly, this is one of the, this is, this is why I'm not a music geek is that modern music doesn't put any emphasis on the words. Like the lyrics yeah. are secondary at yeah. best. Yeah. Hey, 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 again. Right. Beard talk live. Who the fuck is this? Fucking Mac Daddy. Who? Mac Daddy. Mac Daddy? Like Yeah, sure. Big Mac or Little Mac? Uh, we'll go Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Fries or not? Uh uh Super Size. Super Size. Alright. Uh that doesn't exist anymore. Super Size doesn't exist anymore? No, I've obviously not been to. You've heard that. I've obviously not been to McDonald's in a long time. But wise decision. You're right. I I haven't heard that in a long time. Right. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Well, well telling well, someone that doesn't have a TV in their house that they haven't heard something in a long time doesn't really, you know, make you Nostradamus, in my opinion. Oh, well, I have TV in my house. I, I just, don't. I just don't watch TV on it. <laughs> Like I watch videos, but I don't watch. Then do you TV really have a TV, it. or do you have like? I have a, a screen. Uh, it's attached to a computer. It's I mean, true. is it more of a monitor? It is a monitor. Yeah, attached to a computer. Don't bullshit. Which me. I stream video on very largely. All right, now streaming video on it that might make it a TV again. I'm not sure if that makes it go full circle or not. Mm, yeah, uh, Mac Daddy. Before we go on, I just have to get this out of the way mm. because we're already well into tonight's program. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Do you know where that comes from, by the way? George, 
<laughs> You're obviously no, no, a first-time no, 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 listener. No, 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 not George Carlin. Hold on. There, he did say that. There is a band, and I'm wanting to know if you remember that band. Oh. Um, are you, instead of thinking uh, shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, are you perhaps thinking about shit, fuck, Satan, death, sex, drugs, rape? No. Okay, because anthrax did I, shit, fuck, Satan, death, sex, drugs, rape. These seven words they were trying to take. It was sort of a, a, a riff, if you will, on, on no, that whole No, this was a mid, like mid-2000s hard rock band. Mm. And they said the seven I words? I think it was. Uh, yeah. Like in a yeah. song? Uh, yes, in a freaking song. Ah. And now I have a song called Bind, Torture, and Kill running through my head. Yeah. Guess what the lyrics are to that? <laughs> Blind torture kill. Oh, weird. Ah, fuck, fuckity, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, no, that's South Park. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, oh, fuck. Damn it. Uh, South Park. She's the oh, hang on. Uh, Mac Daddy, while you're thinking about that, let me uh, let me just do a let me yep. do a sound check here for uh, this other guy. Nobody, are you there? I think I am. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. All right, let's see if we can bring you back into the frame a little bit. So we were just discussing putting uh, uh, Edgar Allan Poe lyrics to some kind of rock, maybe metal. Mm. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about that is you don't have to you you don't have to be uh, you know a, a stickler for quality because you know Poe folks don't spect much. Poe folks. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you call the uh, that's what you call the fans of this particular uh, mm, tribute band. Is that right? Because uh, I, I was thinking of putting a band oh, together. Oh, how about if you're going to do a tribute band, you should call it Poe Folks, P-O-E-F-O-L-K-S. Well, uh, that's actually pretty good. I was thinking that's what we'd call the fans. Because Poe Folks don't expect much. I thought that's what we'd call the fans of this particular band. Oh, okay. But at any rate, um, um, we have... Unfortunately, the name Poe is already called by a band, so... Yeah, but Poe Folks. And you could just misspell it like F-O-L-X. Right. Yeah, you could do uh, po folks, or or you could uh, you could come up with a completely different name and and use use the po folks for your audience. That's that idea is kind of growing on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do have a caller on the line though that uh, was asking. Kind of midnight clear, dreary as I pondered, weak and me- weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten <laughs> he's, lore. He's reciting poetry. Suddenly, now. I heard a knocking. Uh, I heard a heard a tapping. Is this something? Someone gently tapping. Someone gently tapping at my chamber door. Okay, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. I used to know more of the Raven, but yeah, so close. Uh, so anyway, Mac Daddy, <laughs> Mac Daddy, who's on, on the line with us, was asking uh, or telling me that somebody put shit, fuck, or shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, cock tits. Cocksucker, motherfucker. Tits. In, in a and song. tits. And I forget the rest of the fucking lyrics. But, <laughs> but, but you don't remember uh, who it is? It was, uh, you all, I thought it was the band that I was thinking of, but it's not. It was a pop punk band. Uh can you guess who who it was? I mean, you've given me very little to go on, but uh, Green Day. <laughs> nope. Blink one eighty two. Oh yes, yes, but they didn't do that. So what? But they no, they didn't put shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits in a song. No. It's in one. It's one of their. And albums, even if they did, they had to come after band. George Carlin. 
Yeah, I don't. Oh. What with like, did they even exist when he did that material? Oh uh, no! Uh, I mean, yeah. but he was probably alive and still touring and stuff when when that. I mean, I know he was because well, I've seen George Carlin live three times before he died, so um, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, but when he debuted that, did they did those performers even exist? Well, fuck, I wasn't alive when he did that, so right? you know, yeah. So yeah, literally the song is Blink One Eighty Two, and the song is literally shit piss fuck. But not cunt. Oh yeah, well, well, here's I got the lyrics. Uh, Cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turd, and twat. Oh, that's the full. Yeah, that's the extended version, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, so that's a (laughs) legit list. Legit list, and like Hmm. actually, for like I've uh, I've recently re-seen the bit. In fact, uh, you played it on this show last week. As a matter of fact, and it includes the little bit where he includes. Yeah, that was way longer than I thought it was going to be. I thought they go right into it, but nah. Yeah, but no, that's fine. What else, Mac Daddy? But yeah, there you go. Um, well, there's that. Uh, music genres. Oh, right. Uh, uh, do you make me? How often do you make music? I'm I'm slacking on the music making. I've made very little so since I. since I moved to New Hampshire. I have something in the works. It's called. It's a single, and it's called "It's Time," or at least that's what it's called now, which seems all very vague and mysterious because, well, it kind of is. Uh, but I had the help of somewhere between a thousand and three thousand people, uh, all sort of chanting "We will not comply" at Porkfest this past year, Porcupine Freedom okay. Festival. Every year, uh, everybody who's there to celebrate freedom gets together and they do a a Porkfest picture. And I thought, uh, you know, bring some audio equipment, uh, and I'll see if I can't get everybody to, you know, we will not comply, right? A whole bunch of times and. Uh, I layered that up a bit, and it's the outro of the song. So the song, you know, it kind of it kind of comes in as the song get was hundreds ending. Hundreds of people to say we will not comply, or, or thousands even. Right? Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know how many people were actually there, much less how many were actually. But it, it I captured a good enough audio that you can tell uh, what it is. So that's sort of featured in the song. That's how the song ends with with all of that. But. Um, I've been working on this song for way too long and I'm making very little progress and I should put more time into it, but you know, uh, guys got I will a day vouch job. for the fact that this one's worth it though. I mean, you heard, you heard a, a demo mix of it. Um, you know, guy's got a day job, you know, guy does a thing on the weekends and you know, then music's got to figure itself out somewhere in there. So well, it's all about trying to get it finished up. But I, I hope to have that before porcupine, the porcupine freedom or fork fest, I guess this year i hope to have it done and ready to release and you know maybe if i can i don't know i haven't like technology has changed and like i might even be able to like get it to drop all at the same time in all the different places and do like a pre pre-order and that kind of a thing if folks are interested in that but uh mac daddy thanks it uh, looks like we're coming up on the bottom of the hour this will be uh four minutes everybody four minutes um, I think I'm going to go ahead and call it a night, bro. All right. Uh, bros. Thanks. Thanks for appearing, man. Okay, I am. Uh, this is an ultra-confusing uh, thing because I'm like, oh, I'm in free talk live, but no, wait, no, this is beard talk live, so I can fucking cuss over this fucking music for, you know, a change. Not that it's fun. I actually like this fucking music, but... I'm just saying, 
I can't usually say fucking saying? over this music. And so now I've like, I hope that I don't screw up on the next episode of Free Talk Live. On the next of, episode. Instead of Beard Talk Live, which is this show, which is, you know, I mean, we're all, you know, LRN family, I guess. You know, uh, of course, this show wouldn't exist without the Free Talk Live uh, show existing. Uh, which I can't believe the show even exists, right? you know, <laughs> much less this one. Like this one I could actually believe because like it'd be, I used to have the kick-ass podcast and it was just me and another dude, not a rotating dude, right, but me and like whomever, and they would come over, we'd have some, uh, you know, little, little booze, you know, maybe a little smoke depending, and uh, then we'd sit down and just talk to each other. And then I would edit, edit that out, turn it into, you know, four or five 15-minute segments. You know, and then just drop those as a season. Hmm. So, uh, you know, Netflix style. So. Right. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? This is Minor Pain. Minor Pain. Minor Pain. Uh, is that M-I-N-E-R, M-I-N-O-R, or... Uh... Well, I've actually, I've been in the mines for a few decades, so um, I guess it's, yeah. It's that kind of minor. How many yeah. how many mines would you say you've been in, or how long, how many years of experience in in mining do you have? Well, that's a tough question to answer. Uh, my entire life. Okay, so <laughs> can you count to that many? Yep. How many? How many yep. is that when you count that far? How many is it? How many mines have I worked in, or how many no, years? How many years? Yeah, how many years? Uh, this is all fictional. I've never worked in a mine. Oh, uh, you just I had was, to pop the bubble. I was going to ask no, you sorry. if you if you suffer from pneumono ultramicroscopic silica volcanoconiosis. You know, it's funny you say that. I was I, about I, to vouch for the fact yeah. that he was in the tachyon mines. That's what happened to his voice box. Did yep, that's wild, man. When that's you mine in tachyons. The longest word of all time. What's fucking crazy. Oh, you know that word? Yeah, pneumono ultramicroscopic silica volcano coteosis. Oh my God! Nice, well done, well done. It's yeah, not yeah. it's no, not the longest word of all time. I, there's there's words that are longer, but uh, at one point it was the longest word in like Webster's English Dictionary, which at the time was the most widely recognized dictionary. Right, right. Well, it's yeah, that's the problem with medical terms. You can just stack them and stack them and stack them and stack them. Uh, what what's this caller's name? Uh, minor, minor pain. Uh, minor pain. Minor pain. Right. I forgot. I, it's easy to it's easy to forget about. It. It's minor pain, right? It's not major pain, right? Major pain is like, oh, oh my god, it hurts. Minor pain is just like, oh, I'm sorry. Did oh, that's right. My finger did hurt a little bit, like a minute ago. Minor threat. Sorry about that. Minor threat's a, a whole different whole different topic. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about the band, of course. You know that. But. Oh, I thought you were talking about like getting in some the faces minor. of some kids and be like, you little bastards with like, I don't know, weapons no, or threatening them. Minor, minor, uh, minor threat. That, that's a homonym. Homonym? That's a homonym. Homonym, homonym. How many um, homonyms? Well, yeah, anyway, sorry guys, I've been feeding you nothing to work with, but um, I really wanted to ask. Nothing to work with? We got how many of them homonyms in here? How many homonyms? That might be the very first time that's ever been said on a podcast ever. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure pneumonia ultramicroscopic silica volcanoconiosis has been said probably on the radio times. and podcasts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
but probably very rarely. So that's pretty awesome. It's been said a couple times. Yeah. So you, great word. you were going to ask great us a question. What, what's the question? Yeah, I was going to ask you what it feels like to move to New Hampshire from, you know, pretty far away, I think, for both of you, and just to move there. and It's a completely different world. Yeah. Yeah, I I bet it is for sure in a lot of different ways, but I guess I have to say I'm really worried about, like, the heat. I should say the heat, like the... Whoa, the cold. I hate, I hate the fact... No, I hate the fact that, like... Oh, the fact that they've declared war against libertarians. Again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it comes a time every man's life they got to stand up to the lunchroom bully. Well, and I knew this was going to happen when they signed the USA Patriot Act. I'm like, okay, you realize that it's one hop for them to just declare that you are a... Uh, uh, oh, you're a terrorist, and yep. therefore yeah. you have no right to a jury trial or any of those other things. Yeah, completely, man. It's just, it's insane that oh, political- domestic terrorist. Yeah. Well, yep. implying yep. implying that some of us are feral terrorists. Well, at least we've manufactured something domestically. <laughs> maybe maybe that's a band it's name, totally feral terrorists. <laughs> It's so unfortunate that anybody can believe that, like, their political party is going to just do the right thing, and then, and then it's cool. Like after they stop taking these extreme measures, like they're, you know, they won't, they will keep doing that stuff. Like the Patriot Act, of course. Like Republicans, you know. <laughs> hey, you remember, you remember when the Patriot Act uh, was going to be temporary when they first rolled that oh, bitch out? They were like, oh, it's only going to be, we're, we're only going to put this into play for like a month. I don't remember. It was you know, a very yep. short period of time. And then like, oh, oh, no, threat's still there. We're going to You know what I really it. wish they'd made temporary? Speed limits. Mm. I think that was like the moment where it crossed the line. Because like that was the moment where, okay, 100% of the time, there is a reason to get fucked with. Up until that point, I mean, some of the time they had a reason to talk to you about something. Right, but right. it wasn't just everywhere, all of the time for everyone. Yeah. Until speed limits happened. It and is, like at some yeah. fucking point, you are going to roll down a hill faster than you ought. It, it's a bit of a trope for libertarians to talk about roads because that's like a joke amongst libertarians. The roads, what about the road? And like, however... Uh, the uh, the roads, quote unquote, the liberty, the roads, right? Uh, the internet and Bitcoin all have similar characteristics. They're just smaller versions of each other, right? In like a grander scheme, right? If you step back ten thousand feet, I'm listening. Right? So roads are a network, and once upon a time, that network was free for any traffic to travel upon. Then one day, the man said, and this is to your point, the man said, no, you can only travel as fast as we declare Mm -hmm. on this network, right? Internet comes along, right? And it's free for anyone to travel as fast as much as they want to. You know, nope, waits, 
Government wants to regulate now. They want to like, you know, uh, all those fucking bills, like SOPA, PIPA, fucking, I don't remember them all, but a whole bunch of fucking stupid names for this shit, right? Where it's all like, oh, no, we're going to regulate this shit and we're going to fuck. And what they do is they fucking slow it down and then they track more of your data. That's all that they do with it. So, like, here are parallels, right? Roads, Get in the way and keep a record of it. Right. And that's exactly what they're trying to do or they're succeeding at doing with the internet. Uh, Bitcoin, however, they have not succeeded at doing because of its decentralized nature. Well, and they literally can't. How do we decentralize the roads so that they can't fuck with them anymore? Well. Well, you can't because they claim a monopoly. The only way that you can decentralize the roads is that you make the roads something else entirely. So, money. Right. You have to out-invent Could not have been decentralized except to invent a new thing that performs the same task but is a completely different fundamental type of entity than what you're currently using because what you're currently using is, you know, infinite global murder as like an engine to your spaceship. Right. So, so it does it in a way that's, well, unfuckwithable. So if you instead use something that doesn't cause continuous bloodshed and misery, then you go in a completely different direction. And the same thing has to be done. So the roads are two things. They connect us yes. and they mark the end of our world. So the way, the, the way a human brain operates, you know that feeling when you've just stepped into another room and you've completely forgotten why you went into that room because those memories are in the other room and they literally are. You can go back through that door. You will immediately remember that's why I went into that room. I don't know about the immediately part, but sure. Go on. At some point. Go on. All right. So if you look at the way that we operate, like here's a building. And at the very edge of where this building is, is the road. So, like, it's the edge of this little tiny pocket of the universe. Okay. So, what you're asking is, who will mind the edge of my reality? Whoa, that's heavy. Who will keep an eye on the wilderness? Minor pain? Well, I have to say... Peakless's words often really um, kind of strike deep, I could say, in some ways. Like, um, Peakless seems to have a broad understanding of a lot of, you know, philosophical stuff, a lot of pretty, pretty big things that we all, you know, big things that we all deal with in life, basically. Um, so what 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 was I going to comment on? What you ask me about? I don't remember. I walked I walked uh, out of that room. That, uh, okay. that memory's gone. Well, <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I love the well, show. Uh, you know that's so. not very exciting, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, you can ask us anything. It's uncensored on, too, so if you just want to start cussing, you can do that as well if you like. I mean. Oh, fucking shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I believe we can all agree but on no, one thing. No, I really, I really Jeffrey Epstein did not do 9 11. No, that's okay. fucking goddamn horseshit, man. <laughs> fucking horseshit. 
But I, I got to ask you guys, that's what I was calling about. Like, how do you like participate in this beautiful, beautiful movement without feeling terror, like mm. the terror of what can happen? I hate to say that. Oh. But I, no, I can tell you exactly how. Uh, I, I learned it by watching government. No, actually, uh, the government has – here's what happened. It occurred to me that, yes, uh, there, there is – you know, there's an element of risk, Right. I don't think any of us uh, would say that, you know, we're not afraid. I mean, look at what's happened already, right? The crypto six, right? Yeah. The constant raids, yeah. you know, that kind of a thing, right? Arresting yeah. or, you know, otherwise peaceful people. Shit could have been handled in a way different way than, than they handled it, right? And and that's not just the only, like, I mean, these things continue to go on in the world around us and the world around anyone within listening range of either Free Talk Live or this show, right? These things keep happening and, and it's pretty fucking obvious when you look at the evidence when you look at the outcome of the system that it is not designed to do what most people think it's designed to do it's designed to do the opposite of that which is just fucking take people's life's effort and murder them if you look at the outcome the data suggests no other possible outcome the data is overwhelming in the, but nobody cares about okay. that nobody wants to see that but that doesn't explain why you are willing to let that oh. particular sauron turn its eye on so, you so so here's the thing it, it's really just it's kind of like drinking a lot of booze you eventually build up a tolerance mm. and it occurred to me that that while moving here was risky and like you know risking career life's friendships right you know all that kind of stuff family for some people right so people's family like well if you move to new hampshire we'll disown you and shit like that right you know so like it takes a, a minute for people to like re for me though i just came to the realization that the government has always had me under a state of terror Mm -hmm. and that this was no different than any other day that I've been alive. That's the truth. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, an 80s kid, right, yeah. they had us believing that nuclear bombs were going to fall on us tomorrow. And so we lived our lives like there was no tomorrow. There was a common theme when I was growing up as a kid. Live like there's no tomorrow, bro, because you never know. Right. And that was kind of the overriding mm -hmm. theme, uh, you know, growing up as a teenager. And so it occurs to me that right now is no different than that time. It's the same threat. It's the same people, the same organization, mm -hmm. right? It's just time has changed, and then they call it something different to invent something new because they have to. They can't keep threatening you with the same thing over and over again and then never delivering on it, right? They can't you continue You gain to tolerance to that threat. Right. So that's why, you know, I'm here. Plus, like, I also feel like when I discovered... Uh, when I came out of the fog of statism, because I used to walk around, I was a drone, man, a, a bit, but, like, I... I would always do the uh, the religious thing, right? The religions always point to the book, right? And so people would ask me about oh, my politics. Right. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, well, what does it say in the Constitution? Right. right. So I, I may have been like a constitutionalist previously. You know, I, I'm not sure like what any of that meant. I, I never considered well, no, I myself mean, political at all. If someone asks but, you a question, it's fair to ask them what their definitions of, of parts of the question are. Right. So if, if someone's asking you about what the government ought to be doing, well, you go, well, what is this government thing? 
It's the thing defined by the Constitution, right? Okay, well, then we've got a, a holy read here now, don't and, we? And, and that's the direction I would go. I was like, well, if it doesn't say so, then, like, is there a thing? And, like, sometimes they'd explain it away legally as well because of the blah and this and the other thing. And the Supreme Court ruled that blah, blah, blah. Like, you could sometimes they could reason their way out oh, of it. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That, the, the Talmud, not the Torah. Oh, see, this is, this is what the priests added on to our book afterward yeah. is. But the, it's, it's also strange that, like, 40 years later, they're threatening us with nuclear bombs again right like and, and i say this because i mean they i mean not just the united states government i mean all of the governments are working together to sort of threaten people and get more control over them uh, we saw that with covid uh, we've seen it with every other thing the government really ever does all they do is grow and get more in your way and take more for them and less for you and conspire to keep you in a state of fear and belief that you need them they want everybody to believe that we need them and we don't. We're perfectly capable of interacting as the population of planet Earth on an individual basis. Humankind is completely capable of that. Yeah. I think- well, I cannot disagree. I cannot disagree with any of that. It was beautiful right there. Um, yeah, to kind of tie into what you were saying a little while ago. I just cannot believe that we're actually at a point where we have to face our existence in this sense, you know, like we have to think about, we have to think about nuclear war. It's like, it makes me so upset. Didn't we already figure this shit out? Seriously. That was one of the, one of the only upsides of being born when I was born is like, Hey, humanity got together and decided not to kill itself that one time. Yeah wild because the soviet union and the u.s probably at some point throughout the, the whole cold, uh, cold war came to some agreement that it was not a good idea it was not optional and it seems like right now that the rhetoric that's coming out between both sides is just i'm sorry guys it's just fucking terrifying right now it really it scares the shit out of me. I'm sorry. Well, it really does. One thing to keep in mind is that it's always darkest before dawn, and that's absolutely where we are. Like straight up, look at the events yeah, that are occurring in the news. Look at what we've been waiting to happen. Look at what every Austrian economist has said for the last like century yeah. almost at this point. Of course. So of like, course. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The pain of putting everything on the government credit card is finally coming due. Like, that's what we're going through. That's what this is. A totally predictable event, too. Yeah, we all knew that that can was going to hit a brick wall at some point and could no longer get kicked down the road. Okay, this is the first scrapings of when you get close to that brick wall. The economic system of the earth is shifting fundamentally. And there's no changing that. What we can change is which way we go. Because we are on a razor's edge. And we will slip to one side or to the other. I mean, the network effect, which is the fundamental thing underlying all of the inventions of mankind, right? This is the network effect. uh, Always brings upon some sort of a, a next step 
uh, in in humanity's evolution, right? So, uh, you know, trails, right? Uh, you know, they they got you from one place to another horseback riding, right? Got you mm-hmm. faster, right? Got you to be able to pull stuff. Now you can do farming and stuff like that because they can pull a thing. And mankind is an inventive person or inventive species, and so. They go on inventing, and the more technology that exists, the more things are invented. And in theory, we're supposed to be hitting a point in humanity where uh, the pace of invention outpaces our ability as a species to understand it all simultaneously. So, like somebody will invent well, a new thing. True. Somebody will invent a new thing, and before the entire species can sort of adapt to it, new things will be invented on top of that. Like. When I was growing up, they were talking about like the amount of technology between you know I don't know 1920 and the year 2000 would double in half of the time in the next century, right? And I don't you know this is just, you know the newspaper said all this and like it seemed to be true because technology was moving at a pretty fast pace. Well, so we've got up to now, the, and the network effect is you know directly responsible for all of the major inventions: television, radio, telegraph, internet, telephones. Uh, wireless, right? You know, all the of more stuff. access to information you have, right. the more thoughts you're capable of making, and the the faster th- people innovate. Right. So what I'm talking about is the speed of the next innovation. Now, if let's just say Bitcoin was the next thing, right after the internet, right now it's okay. Now it's Bitcoin. What's the next thing, and how fast is it going to come? Well, the first thing is that the base layer of innovations that Bitcoin creates have to go through first. So for one thing, uh, you can completely replace the vast majority of where human intelligence is currently placed. Most of the legal framework is completely unnecessary. Yes. Uh, and can be replaced. Practically all of our financial network is completely unnecessary. Yep. And can be automated, like not only replaced, but completely automated. Imagine running a, uh, I don't know, uh, an Atari 2600 game on your Windows 11 laptop, right? That's the difference in technology that we're going to see uh, when it comes to things like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in the next 10 years. People are coding cryptocurrency and blockchain-related items, uh, uh, all of the, the DAOs, the decentral, decentralized uh, autonomous organizations, right? Smart contracts are out there. Like, people are developing this stuff 24-7, and that industry is doing nothing but growing. So, like, mm-hmm. as days go by, more and more people are developing, 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 developing. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, it's it, only, I mean, like, the next thing that comes out of this is going to be amazing. It yeah. It can't not be. Yeah, that's, uh, that's why, like, uh, if I hear, the like, because some people literally question whether or not uh, Bitcoin will come back up. And it's like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? No, it, yeah. Like, OK, on some level, this is vacillating, but it's vacillating around like, what can this thing actually get used for? And if you look at what's developing, like development isn't slowing down. No. It's doing very much the opposite. Yeah. So we not only do we already have way more use case yep. than when it was a much higher value, yep. 
but it is accelerated and it and it uh, functions better like all of the original apps right all the wallets and stuff like that have done nothing but improve the entire time yeah as just sort of a a barometer of Mm -hmm. how things are going in the development world like the wallets now are amazing they're amazing so at least once i use it anyway so you guys still there yeah you're still there Uh, i'm sorry i interrupted no 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 no. Um, yeah, um, I was just, you know, thinking about like adoption, uh, if people don't adopt cryptocurrency on a wide, you know, wide scale, widespread sort of level, and um, then they will adopt central bank yeah, digital I, currencies. And I also like, there's this thought, this piece of me that thinks, um, it's not safe to have your wealth stored in like this digital way. Like the fact that you can carry. <clears throat> um, the fact you can carry like gold and silver is so yeah. much more profound to me. Hey, uh, minor pain. We're gonna take another break here. We'll be back in seven minutes. Cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Because I'm playing the role of the guy who gets into that fight, and I've seen the role of guy who gets into that fight play. Right, but don't you think that, like, I mean, the magic of the glowing box, mm-hmm. right? Before the magic rectangle, there was the glowing box. That's television, mm-hmm. right? Uh, don't you think that uh, people play a role sometimes? They've seen it repeated on television, in the movies, uh, you know, in their favorite books and, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, well, when these things happen, here's the regular sequence of events. I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, uh, the husband, the wife, uh, the, you know, one level ranch, the white picket fence, and the 2.5 kits, right? These are all tropes, right. if you will, right, that have been programmed into at least Western civilization for at least the last 50 years. Right, maybe longer. And so as you go through your daily life, how much of it is you playing a role that you've sort of seen repeated over and over again, and how much of it is actually your own decision? Well, I'd say the role is way deeper than just what you've seen or even heard. I'm not trying to insinuate that people are controlled by these things, but you are conditioned to believe that things play out in a certain circumstance. Well, I mean, you got to think about where that came from, though. So, I mean, like, these are survival strategies. Yes. So, like, you get this story because here is a story that we know a bunch of people have survived living out. Mm -hmm. So, if you look at the elements in that story, those are very old elements. And the, the particular telling of this story changes culture to culture, but... Like, these elements have been around forever. So, like, uh, where you draw the line of uh, uh, acceptable behavior 
or of in-group and out-group. Like, that changes, but that you draw a line. And the story is about drawing those lines and what happens when people step over them. Those are universal. Yeah. But on some level, I feel that I was uh, under under their control, so to speak. Mm. You know, like I feel like I, uh, you know, the movie The Matrix, right? That's been the the libertarian, you know, sort of uh, description of of what it means to like sort of come out of the fog of statism. I I refer to mm. it as that because I I was a foggy thinker. Right. Because I thought that, oh, economics is way too complicated. Only like much smarter people than me. Mathematicians and scientists must be, you know, the people who are you know, doing the economy stuff. They're evaluating stuff. They're always monitoring what's going on in money world. And like I just it's too complex for me to even comprehend. And then that's, that's the picture they paint. Yeah. And then I. I somehow I was like, wait, that's totally not true. And it was through like reading, I don't know, like articles on Mises and stuff like, like occasionally things would pop into my, my purview is mostly due to the internet, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, Oh, what's it? Oh, I should read this. You know? And I, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Economics really is just supply and demand. Uh, <laughs> two plus two equals four real it's, economics. It, yeah. You don't real economics is mm-hmm. just that simple. It's supply and demand. It's uh, you know, uh, customer, you know, satisfaction, all that kind of thing. And it, it really is that simple. All the rest of it is just a bunch of bullshit that mm-hmm. they've made up. Yeah, right? and to economics in particular, to like, control you. it's the worst about that. Because, like, you already know actual economics. What they're covering up your knowledge with is bullshit. Yeah. And they will give you like all these complicated diagrams and just books and books and books full of jargon. Yeah. Like, ooh, specialized terms I, for shit that doesn't exist. I'm pretty sure I saw uh, Reagan give the speech about trick, trickle down economics. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that I saw that like as it was happening as a child who understood nothing uh, in this world, right? But like it, it rings in my mind. I also remember like. I think it was Saturday Night Live, like old school Saturday Night Live, uh, making fun of President Reagan doing the trickle down economics, right? You know, they were mm-hmm. they were doing skits about it, and it seemed ridiculous to me. I'm like, if if I just if you just listen to the words that he's saying, they kind of don't make sense, and then if you try and figure them out, you're like, I think he's saying that they're gonna they're gonna make a bunch more money, and somehow that's gonna make everybody more wealthy eventually. <laughs> And that's not at all what happened. No. <laughs> that's not how this works at and all. I'm not like a Reagan. Like, I mean, I, I think I was born during Carter. I think or that's the first president I remember being president was Carter. And then Reagan. And then Clinton. And then uh, uh, who was after Clinton? Uh, well, Bush. So uh, you, Obama. I mean, the, the way you described oh, the it is kind of like uh, cups over other cups, right? Yeah. So like, okay, I will pour it into this cup and then it will fill and then it will pour into other cups. So tell me, has the bank ever called you up and said, I'm sorry, but your account is full. You'll have to open (laughs) another another account. account. Right. Yeah. There's there's no, it's not, it's not finite in any way. Banks have a, a limited amount of room. Right. No matter how large the bank is, they only own so much real estate and there's only so many places they should be able to put well, your money. 
but yeah, you're right. Absolutely, it has. It's it's an infinite, uh, never-ending digital manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had a friend that pointed out. No, the brilliance of that of that speech was that it made to everyone made it sound like they were the peer and not the peon. Yes. Uh, what's the the other thing I was thinking of that that reminded me of? Uh, it's a. Uh, Damn it, I lost it. It's another analogy, though. I did kind of want to get back to uh, a more general theme on this, though, as oh. far as like... Um, we, I, we still got... I can hold on to yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Right. Or I can go into it. Uh, let's, let's, let's see if... My, minor Threat, are you still there? Uh, almost. Yeah, you're... Yeah, the connection is really bad. Yeah. All right. Well, we can't understand a word you're saying. It sounds pretty cool, though. It could be a nice effect in a song or right. a vocal effect. But uh, Yeah, it's a great robot voice. It's there awesome. we go. Oh. Amazing. But, Were you doing that on uh, purpose? Because I, I almost hung up on you. No, no. I just walked down to the other end of the house. But Oh, you went but, out of range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Man, I can't believe you still have minor in the uh, in the in the call. He's great. Isn't that you? That's me. Okay. Most people don't talk about themselves in the third person. The captain certainly doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Does the peakless mountaineer talk about himself in the third person? The Ooh. captain wants to know. <laughs> huh? Uh, no, you never do. All right. Our crack team of producers. <laughs> Dude, if I'm if I'm gonna be minor pain, I gotta hear like the best, the best production ever. I gotta like. Enter, oh well, then uh, you've sorry. called the wrong fucking show, buddy. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell you, I've seen better production values. Uh, we've got some some you know some crack Almost producers. Like but... it's dangerously half-assed. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would never attempt to half-ass anything as important as uh, an uncensored internet stream. I mean. Dude, I tell you, man, Fear Talk Live is the fucking future. It really is. That's <laughs> the fucking future. Wow. <laughs> well, it, yeah. It's fucking where it's at, man. Where well, people can actually tell the truth and talk about shit. So. And, that's true. And, and cuss. That's, that's true. Like, well, I mean... Look at what the most uh, what the most popular show in the world right now is fucking Joe Rogan. That's like true. he gets yeah. more viewership than anything else, and yep. he actually tells the truth, or at least tries to. Yeah, or tries to have an objectiveness to him to evaluate the opinions of the people that he's talking to. You know. Uh, so it, I mean, if you just look at viewership, like. All of the renowned sources of bullshit are going down the tubes. No yep. one's watching CNN, MSNBC, and all the... It's amazing. It's no one's are. watching the Alphabet TV. Great. More of that, please. Right. And that's exactly what we're going to see. More choice, more programming, more or more content, Dude, better sources. Incredible. Incredible! Like Joe Rogan's podcast is so much more popular than any fucking crap that most people. All right, to. human beings like to reduce things into twos. What's what's the uh, 
if if Joe Rogan's the mm, the Republican podcaster, what's the opposite uh, Democrat podcaster? <laughs> and I no, I know Joe Rogan probably isn't a Republican. I don't think he's declared a political stance uh, so much as he's just been like, I just want to talk about ideas. Yeah, but yeah, but you're just, you're just looking for like the Democrat equivalent. But, yeah, like you know, what's if he's Coke, <laughs> who's Pepsi? Right. Let's okay. Look at that's, the market. that's much easier to do. Analogy, right. Yeah. Who's who's number two? Because you're you're telling me to like, oh, OK, if he was a Republican and I'm like, I don't have that imagination, actually. Coke or Pepsi. OK. Who's the Pepsi to his Coke or who's the Coke to his Pepsi? Or vice versa. On, yeah. That's a tough question. That's a tough question. Is there a number two oh, yeah. podcaster? Like, who's the next most popular podcaster? I don't a know. very good question. I don't know the answer to that question. Huh. I guess there are some really good. Man, that fucking Pareto principle is killer. If only there were a device. Like, uh, Miner, do you know what the Pareto principle is? No, I don't know what that is. But so fuck, look, it man, gets it called like... the eighty twenty rule, which is close enough for most practical applications. Uh, it's a square root I, rule. I love the eighty twenty rule, but I didn't know that it was called that. Yeah, uh, the Pareto principle. So in any creative endeavor. The square root of the things doing the thing uh, do half of it. So, like, if you've got a hundred people uh, making music, then you will have ten of them making half of the music. Hmm. And it scales up and down all the way. So you always have a square root of people doing half of the work. That seems to actually be the case. Yeah. Um, it, it also applies to the size of stars, uh, the size of cities, um, the height of trees in the rainforest. Yeah, it's just kidding. Yeah, no, it's whenever you have a feedback loop. Uh, it's also called the Matthew principle because yeah. uh, there's a, a part of Matthew where it says that uh, to those who have the even more shall be given. And from those who have not, what little they have shall be taken away. Hmm. And that is basically how it works. So, like, if you are a tall tree in the rainforest where, you know, it's ideal growing conditions for just sprouting up as high as possible, then if you are taller, that little bit taller than the ones around you, then you can get way more sunlight and sprout way higher. All right, so you guys, you know, hold your Jolly Green Giants there. The top 10 most popular podcasts of 2022. Number one, The Joe Rogan Experience, hosted by Joe Rogan. Number two, Crime Junkie, hosted by Ashley Flowers and Britt Prowett. Hmm. I have no idea who those people are or that their podcast existed until just now. Uh, the rest of them I also don't recognize. Well, I mean, Crime TV was really popular for a while. Uh well sure. Uh oh the the next one is Call Her Daddy hosted by Alexandra Cooper. I don't know what no what idea. That shit? No what idea. That? My favorite murder is the next one is one, two, three. Wait, one, shows, two, three. This will be number four. Uh, number five is the I'm ben starting to feel like better and better about not knowing this. Yeah. Number five yeah, is the too. Ben Shapiro <laughs> show. So that's the top five. Well, you you mentioned one that I have heard before, the Joe Rogan show. <laughs> no, I've uh, I've I've heard uh, like Shapiro was okay for a while. Yeah, never listened to him. Never listened to him. 
he broke my heart. There's there's a bunch of those guys I can't fucking like, listen to. He was reasonable for like, a half dude, second. I can't, even, I can't even listen to like Rand Paul for too long because he's so far <laughs> off from his dad. He really is. You know, his newer stuff is way better. <laughs> You're not a fan That's of the old material. Oh my yeah. god! Back in the day, he was an absolute chill. For the Republican mainstream position, like yep. the the yep. military industrial complex, the forever wars. God, he was awful. And no, it's true, it's true. His, right about his later stuff he, is way better. He turned very libertarian. He turned very libertarian recently. Well, he really did. Yeah, but it's election season, so yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but, but it just a number of things happened, including a general populist uh, uprising in America. Like everyone forgets about the populists on the left because they lost. But there was a minute when Bernie Sanders was absolutely the shoe in for president. Yeah. I remember being surrounded by Bernie butts on the West Coast. No, he absolutely had the mandate of the politically left uh, half Which of America. I, I thought it was scary as fuck, by the way. I mean, just having government is scary as fuck. No matter who. Were you the getting f- attacked, by the, uh, attacked by the Bernie supporters, Captain? The Bernie supporters mm. were, were going after you? Uh, attack would be uh, perhaps an overstatement, <laughs> but. <laughs> Certainly, we had our conversations and disagreements, and uh, you know, some folks even kind of like sort of stopped being my friend, you know, kind of a yeah. thing. You know, rough. Uh, not, I mean, not many. Yeah, it, yeah. I was kind of, I was joking about the fighting thing, but it does suck. Like the reality that you're gonna lose some friends. You know, like that sucks. Oh, this is that sucks. This is what happens when we allow one sector of our society. To be perpetually violent. Yeah, and that also, means that yeah. there's one thing that we can actually argue about because we will literally kill each other over this. Yep. And like, I find the statement true that the amount of uh, liberty that you enjoy is directly proportionate to the amount of liberty you exercise. Mm. You know, one yeah. Of, one of the reasons we do this show, right, uh, and yeah. Free Talk Live, right, this whole thing is mm. because. Holy shit, there's this place where I can go and talk about this shit and, you know, talk about it freely and openly and like, you know, supposedly without, you know, any threat. Right. But I say that because the supposedly part is like, "Mm, you know, but 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 I'm exercising it because I can, because I don't see a whole lot of other motherfuckers exercising it like we seem to be kind of the, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts and stuff, a lot of libertarians out there doing great work. I'm just saying that, like, as far as national radio is concerned, it's the only game in town. Free Talk Live is. And so it just felt natural and uh, peakless. And I the liberty you exercise is the liberty you enjoy. Yeah. I mean, what is the point of having free speech, even if we did have free speech, if we don't use it? Right. It's fucking beautiful. And okay, if you're going to deny me my free speech, fuck you. I'm going to speak anyway. I will determine what my rights are. Thank you very much. And you don't have the power to stop all of us. Hey, uh, Miner, did you, uh, were you bullied in like grade school? You know, did somebody try and take your lunch money? Not really, man. To be honest, like I've always been small, but I've had a lot of good friends. Yeah. So I never, never in the position where I was getting fucked with too much by people. You know. Did you ever have to stand um, up to a bully and put him in his place in some way, shape, really. or form? Hmm. Not really. Okay. Never had to like stand up and fight like that. 
I just always had really, really good friends, you know? So it was never a problem, which is probably a good thing, right? So Seems that way. Or, you know, recognizing the bully in the room, you know, isn't, isn't, isn't as <laughs> uh, uh, easy as it used to be. But I recognize this, the organization... Uh, known as government, the organization type known as government. Oh yeah, man. is a bully. The bully is everywhere now. It's the bully is all over your back now. So the bully is everywhere, man. It's true. And there, there was this like whole social movement recently. I don't know, twenty years ago, right? The anti-bullying, right? The anti-bullying hot time, hotlines uh, started popping up. The organizations, the anti-bullying association of anti-bullies or whatever, something, you know, all these organizations started popping up. And I remember it for a minute. And like people kept like definition of a bully. Like there were all these public service messages that were like, <laughs> what? Here's what a bully looks like. When a bully does this and a bully does that, that's the actions of a bully. And every time I saw one of these, I'm like, that's what fucking government does, right? You're like, that's not police, that's government. That's not police. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh. But I repeat oh, myself. Oh, wait, I see. Those, oh, those are the actions of bullies. God damn it. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. And also, uh, they um, struggled with uh, uh, the the 9-11 thing, right? They struggled with uh, the word terrorism, right? The, 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 the yeah. United States government struggled with it because uh, <laughs> they were concerned that the definition, which it does, the definition meets the definition of government. So if you look at what is a terrorist, the dictionary definition, uh, pre nine 11 version, right? Uh, look at, look at that. And then, and then go, well, is this government? And you're like, yeah, sure as fuck is. Mm-hmm. Governments are terrorist organizations. They are. It's oh, a yeah. horrible way to organize the human race. Uh, it's antique. Mm-hmm. It's barbaric. It, it's heinous. Uh, it's beyond criminal. And, uh, well, and the worst thing is that people decide to be led by these rulers. Like, you could pick decent human beings who don't force others to do what they want. You could follow them. Uh, you could just follow yourself, too. You could do that. Be the captain of yourself, is, is, you know, my, my witty retort. But it's true. Like, I think more people should stop following and start leading themselves. Lead yeah. yourselves. Like, where the fuck are we all going? We're already here. Where the fuck are we going that you need all this leadership? You need these giant fucking murderous organizations. No, to, I want someone to, smart and responsible to plan my life for me. Well, <laughs> you can pay for no, that service. Right? No, I want you to steal from other people. <laughs> they would do a better and job. And then give me that service for free. <laughs> That's what it is, man. It's theft from all people. Theft from all people. Uh, Why do you sorry. think I voted for I'm you? Sure you remind me of Doug and Wendy Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, that is what real? voting is. It's the suggestion box for slaves. It's just, it's just whining on a piece yes, of paper. It really it's literally is. Literally a suggestion, a suggestion box. That's really what it is. It's, it's, it's worse than Can that, you hear though. Me? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can Oh yeah, you. well, see if we're it just was, busy talking over you. If, if, if awesome. <laughs> sorry, it's awesome. The problem no, is, exactly. like, with a suggestion box, they're not torturing you. Oh, but they are. Because... Whereas government is actively torturing you. So if you give them a suggestion yeah, okay. box of this hurts, 
then... I don't know. I'm not too much, but it's possible <laughs> Captain's torturing me right now. Uh, <laughs> we, we might be torturing some listeners, too. <laughs> Thanks, minor threat. Uh, we're we're gonna do a thing. Uh, four minutes for four minutes. What will we ever do for four minutes? Lord only knows. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and, and tits. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. In the studio tonight, it's... Peakless Mountaineer. And shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. And Reverend Dr. Lord Captain... Appended. <laughs> Kick ass. <laughs> appended. I've been appended. I'm offended at being appended. Uh, man. Esquire. Buckshot. Buckshot. Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Oh, am I get, getting this out of order? Yeah. I'll have to start over. No, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I think I've already been repetitive enough. <sighs> or I may have already been repetitive enough. So I just got filled in on the uh, Elon Musk situation. Mm. You know, is, is that the digital more version? More and more like a simulation. Wait, I was going to say, is that the digital version of Lon Musk? Mm. Right. First, there was Lon Musk. No, it's the electronic version <laughs> right, right. of Lon Musk. Right. First, there was Lon Musk, and then there was Elon Musk. Right. They put an E in front of it. Uh, if Apple built him, he'd be Elon Musk. Right, maybe the the Elon. Apparently, there's an AI uh, Steve Jobs and uh, uh, Jobs. Joe Rogan interview, right? <laughs> e Rogan. <laughs> you know, is there an alternate universe where Joe Ro is oh. is the name of that show? Ro Jogan. Yeah, dude. I uh, I recently watched uh, several episodes of uh, News Radio. As uh, a '90s, oh my god, show. I love that show. Yeah, Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan's on it with hair mm-hmm. and super young. Yeah, but he's supposed to be the smart techie guy in the office, the the internet guy who can fix everything, and also who seems to believe in conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like a, I don't know, a, a caricature of his future self in ways, and and that was disturbing to me. I was like, oh wait. Is Joe Rogan part of like the Hollywood thing? Because he is. Mm. He had his Fear Factor show. You know what I mean? He's got his podcast now. Yeah, dude knows what he's doing. You know? Does he? Uh, of course he is. He's been in the industry for so fucking long. Media, right? He's as an actor, right? And then, and then as a reality TV host, right? And now with his podcast, you know, like. I don't know. When I'm it comes to Hollywood, I saying, I honestly expect them to be operating on multiple levels. I'm not saying he is part of it. Like, I'm just saying, like, dude has been in the media for fucking ever. Mm. You know? Uh, so. So, like, uh, have you ever seen the interview with um, uh, Oprah and Dave Chappelle? 
No, I have not because I refuse to watch Oprah. Mm. So this one's actually worth watching. And like she has no response to when he's talking about this, but he starts talking about Hollywood and how like he noticed these weird things that they mm, did, yeah. like always putting black men in dresses, which, you know, if you think about it, it's fucking weird that Wesley Snipes was in a dress. Yep. That's weird. That is unusual. And now if you think about it, yeah, huh, every single black actor who's like made it big in Hollywood, some point they're in a dress. Why is that? Yeah. Huh. Weird. Weird. So like that's one of those like I think that there are people operating on that level, you know, secret creepy level. Yeah. And there are people who are not operating on that level. And because you're doing that secret creepy shit right out in the open, you have to like do them simultaneously. So on the one hand, you're definitely going to try and make the, uh, you know, rich and powerful black actor wear a dress for this next bit. But you're not, you know, you're going to be, Oh, come on. It's a funny bit. It's good. You're going to play around with, you're going to sell it, you know? So it doesn't look like you're doing anything weird. But really, it's Hollywood. Everything's weird. Uh, I don't have a segue, but I just had a thought. Mm. What if mankind is creating AI so that AI can solve uh, how to unlock more of the human brain's capacity? Mm. Because they say we only use, you know, a minuscule amount. I don't know what the percent is, but they say human beings only use a tiny portion of their brain power. So that's bullshit, and here's why. Really? Uh, we only use a part of our brain at a time. Because, as mm. it turns out, you are not trying to ride a tricycle and do differential fractions at the same time. Well, some of us aren't. While I don't know about you. you juggle and sing opera. <laughs> Juggling opera. I might go see that. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, like the, uh, okay, think about it. Your your brain does things. Different yeah. parts of your brain do yeah. different things. So if you had them all lit up at the same time, that means you, that your whole brain is trying to do all the things at the same time. Right, right, right. But, Which like on the very basest level, like the, the, the smallest part of your brain is trying to run away and stand still at the same time. I understand what you're saying, but I also feel like there's there's more available. Oh, yeah. Uh, technology has always been a way of expanding our reach in both uh, senses and uh, manipulation of the universe. Like, as much as I rip on humanity as a species, and there are horrible, disgusting, fucking murderous, heinous fucking species, I also have, hope, the for, time. I also have hope for them. Yeah. Because we invent a whole bunch of kick-ass They're shit. They're also, you know, the other thing. Yeah, but like human beings invent a bunch of kick-ass shit. There's there's no other species on planet Earth inventing a bunch of kick-ass shit, at least not as far as humans are concerned. Like, can you show me another species on planet Earth inventing a bunch of kick-ass shit? We, well, you were saying earlier that uh, we're an inventive species. Yes. In my brain, I'm going, we are the inventive species. Like, we are the most inventive species on the planet. Okay, great. I did not know that for a fact, but like, it was my suspicion. You know, um, what, like, that's going to lead us to something. You know what I mean? That's why I have hope. I have hope because we can use our brains. 
We, we can change our behavior patterns and make new decisions when faced with similar situations, right? Uh, we're, we're not like uh, uh, the, uh, the Doberman when they light up the light in the experiment test and the food drops out, it rushes over, sticks its head through the door and eats the food. And then one day they don't open the door and it just bangs its head against the, the thing until like, you know, it stops, right? But like it's going to continue to do that every time the light goes on. Pavlov's dog, right? Mm-hmm. Human beings have the ability to escape that. Now, might take some human beings might take 10, 15 times hitting their head against the wall. Other human beings might not ever, right? Might they might not, you know, be able to hit their head against the wall enough times. But like I think more and more of us are. I feel like human beings are escaping that type of repetitive programming mm-hmm. at a, at a faster pace now. Well, so which is why I have hope. One of the things that is just bound into the nature of reality and of all living things is change. Yeah. So, for example, some a more or less universal experience that you've been doing something you're used to doing a million times and suddenly you do it wrong. You know, you're used to driving home on this highway, taking this exit, you've done it a million times, and then suddenly you miss your exit and you're like, why did I miss that exit? Right. I I know I can do this. There's a reason. What's the it, reason? Reality seeks novelty. Mm. Always. It is like okay. Uh, in an like in an analogy to that, when I try and write uh, a new guitar riff, like I want to write a new song. Mm-hmm. I will pick up the guitar. Maybe I'm trying to like work something out that I hear in my head, but basically I'm just hitting the fretboard until, you know, something's, oh, oh, that sounds, you know, or oftentimes I'll be trying, trying to learn like a whole other part and I'll screw up and I'll be like, oh wait, that sounded good. Hmm. Right. And so like, then I'll just use that part because, so you're right. It, it seeks novelty. Right, it seeks change. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the music that exists in the world that can be written has been written. Mm-hmm. You can't write a new melody. You can't write a new. All you can change is the format and style in which you the way play. It's put together, right? Uh, and what you put behind it. You know, might be able to play it on a different instrument or you know that kind of a thing. But like, it, it's the how. It's the not not the what. It's the how. But. Everything musically that's been invented The new. notes have all been played. Right. But that combination may never have been played before. No, that certain the combination of notes has certainly been played before. It's the the delivery of the notes, the the passion behind how the human being plays the instrument that creates the novelty. Right? Uh, again, every piece of music that can be written has been written. Every sequence of melody has been done. Right. The only difference is how it's put together, what instruments are used, how the people behind the instruments play it. Somebody's going to play it a little differently than the guy before it. Right. They'll embellish it a little bit or change it up a little bit according to their ear and their tastes. And this is just an illustration, though, of the continual inventiveness of human beings. The fact that music never ends. People continue to make music generation after generation after generation and they're keeping it fresh and they're keeping it new for each corresponding generation. You might not like the next generation's music behind us or whatever, but like 
Oh, I don't much care for this generation. It, it, it also it also went the other way, right? Your I parents mean, hate your music. Like I was talking like about earlier, the 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 fact that we don't have any emphasis on what the hell the words are bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. And the fact that we have almost no complexity to our music. I mean, well, I know, I know classical sounds terrible to most people, but at least it has some complexity to it. Well, there there are genres of music out there that you know. Uh, have those characteristics. You have to go hunting for it, but they do exist, but it's certainly not mainstream, right? Mainstream music, pop music is just, uh. but you know, I mean, I don't know. Parents were all like, uh, that rock and roll is going to kill you. And it's like, no, actually it kind of saved my ass. You know? Like, so, I mean, I chose the music that I like because uh, of that reason, right? Uh, that's, you know, the style and brand of music that I identify with or identified with the most. Still do to to a large extent. Well, punk, I think punk rock the, I think more the, so because of the lyrical content. Now that I'm so anti-state, you know. Or the rise of rock was the last truly good movement in in American music. Like everything after that was downhill. Well, has there been another one? Right. Hmm? Like what came after rock? Because pop already existed. Sure, there's right? a bunch of different styles that, like, I mean, I mean. Some of them existed, but they weren't very popular that have become popular since. I mean, like uh, all of the forms of electronic music, for example. Like they didn't exist before rock. Yeah, that's And true. they don't even remotely compare to it. Rap certainly came about post-rock. Yeah. That's true. I've never looked at that as like a generational thing, but it might just be. Interesting. We'll have to think about that for a while. Yeah, longer. rock was the, the last great revolution in American music. Everything since then, I mean, it, it's been a culture that's afraid to take well, chances. Uh, and when you're afraid to take chances with your music, you don't get good music. That that may be true, but then, again, music is subjective. It's always about the, the listener's perspective. It's sure, not, you know, music so. is subjective. However, it does have objective elements. It does. So uh, the, the, the fact that there are notes and that those notes have a specific mathematical relationship in their vibration to each other and the fact that people over time and across uh, different cultures really like notes that have these mathematical relationships to each other. The third, the fifth. Like, there is something objective to the tendencies. The tendencies of our subjective value of things like music. Right, right. Like, there is an objective quality to the tendency. Right, but, uh, you know, saying that today's music sucks, which I agree with you it does but that's my opinion uh when the music that i listen to now was today's music and everybody else said that it sucks i was like fuck you i like it you know well I, I think that do, so i think that music is stuck and hasn't had a real chance to evolve because our our entire society throughout the world is currently moving from centralized power to decentralized power so musical taste is also moving from centralized to decentralized. So instead of there being, you know, 70s music or 80s music, you know, uh, having so similar of music that a single style fits the entire era, 
Like that's that's not going to be a thing because everything's moving to a decentralized format. So you're going to see like uh, musical subcultures like we've never seen before, but we're not there yet. Yeah, and and it's true. Like uh, I make the joke all the time. It used to be there were, especially in rock and roll. It used to be there were hundreds of bands selling millions of albums, and now there's millions of bands selling hundreds of songs. Mm-hmm. You know, albums are gone. Yep. Right? The only the only people who do albums are like, well, I, I call them the leftover musicians, the one who came from a time when that's what you did. Uh, now uh, albums uh, only exist for the like the vinyl crew. Right, the people who uh, have adopted vinyl as like their preferred format, uh, you know, or people who've gone back to it because they came from it. Uh, but but and, but that's a very you know it's sort of like comic books, right? It's not you know not everybody does vinyl, and you know it's usually a collector's item and a short run when they do it and mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. So it, the obvious method is digital, right? That's where right. music comes from. And like most bands have had to turn themselves into t-shirt companies, right? They, they well, go on tour, they make this music, they go out and they play it so that they can sell a bunch of fucking t-shirts. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, now it's millions of bands selling hundreds of t-shirts. Well, they sell the music too, and like a lot of bands, I've seen this. Uh, uh, yeah, our t-shirts are twenty bucks, and uh, you get to download the whole album. Huh. Well, and the artistic form of the album almost doesn't exist anymore because people stopped listening to entire albums one after another. Yes. Now it's just piecemeal. I'm trying to find something for, well, in about eight minutes, I guess. Five, six, I can't count. I can only count to four. (laughs) I was looking for... The lyric oh. I had mentioned. Uh, um, one thing I wanted to mention like a uh, 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 grip ago, but like you were pointing out how uh, a, a lot of this stuff like makes us um, makes our way of thinking predictable. Uh, how, how a lot of uh, what, what societies uh, like. Well, yeah, I mean, there's the obviously, bar fight and all of that. Yeah, like there's a whole bunch of there's tropes mm-hmm. that people see in the televisions right. and movies, and then when they grow up and live their lives, they live these tropes. Mm-hmm. They they act well, them out. And because, the thing is that because that's, they think that that's how life is supposed to be. Well, and the thing is, there's a trade off there. So the the upside of being predictable is that your infinite complexity is not actually something I can interact with. So you have to simplify yourself down to something if I'm going to interact with you. So if I can just trust you to be within this particular set of game rules at a given time, then I can interact with you without having to work out every single rule that we're going to play by. Right. And so what I'm saying is like over the course of time too, they change each trope a little bit or they add a couple of different ingredients so that you have a sort of a basic unconscious guideline right of how you're supposed to act in certain situations mm-hmm. right when instead of thinking it through yourself you immediately access this this data bank of media that you've consumed that has told you this is how people act in this these specific situations right social situations political situations right uh, all, all of that kind of thing and 
then in your mind you have this built-in database that you immediately access when confronted with that specific situation. And because you have this built-in database, that's the, it's the path of least resistance for you to remember what the television told you and act that out. That's way easier than thinking it through for yourself and making an independent decision. Mm-hmm. It's my personal experience, right? Like I feel like I was uh, programmed and somehow I escaped the feedback loop mm-hmm. that, that you mentioned earlier in tonight's program. Like I, I th- like somehow, I don't know what that was. And like, it seems to me that this occurs to libertarians or anarchist types frequently. And if we could figure out what that is, right? What, what triggers that in each of us individually, right? Maybe it can help sort of trigger and wake up more people because I think we need that. I think we need a lot more freedom loving people getting together and acting, you know, in, in free ways to actually well, bring about the change. I think that it's inevitable. I mean, if you look at the way societies change and how it compares to the technologies that they're developing, like the technology drives the change in civilization. So the the technology where we are seeking out information is going to fundamentally change the social organization of the entire world yeah and having having honest money is going to change us in ways that even i can't predict and and i hope so i really do like uh, i have enthusiasm because of decentralized technology it's the first anarchic infrastructure that i'm aware of i mean outside of the internet right the internet you could claim is anarchic because you could take large sections of the internet apart and have them only communicate with each other and then put it back together with the rest of the internet. And you, know, you could do that as many times as you want. It's just the internet doesn't have a practical application for that yet. Right. There are mini networks upon networks upon networks within networks and that kind of a thing. So, you know, it's all working in this, you know, sort of giant conglomerate mess, but it works out. So it's anarchic in that respect. Uh, it's just that something to fundamentally change human interaction with regards to communication of value like that's huge man that's like i i don't even know what it's like it it it, it's like giving uh, people a new sense Mm -hmm. right oh you had hearing and vision and taste and touch and smell oh guess what now you got the seventh one yeah you know well uh, i was listening to uh uh bitcoin audible awesome podcast and uh I, i forget the uh the author unfortunately but one of the things that it was pointing out is like how this actually interacts with everything that like, okay, you have this thing that should have been impossible. Like mathematicians and computer scientists have proven that it is impossible to solve the uh, Byzantine general's program uh, problem. Like here's the mathematical proof that this can never be solved. And yet here is a practical solution for that that actually works. Yeah. Um, it was thought to be impossible to have money that isn't issued or in any way connected to a government. Right. And yeah. here it is. Yeah. Like so many things that were, that were impossible. Yeah. All in one. It is thought to be impossible to abandon infinite fame, power, and wealth. <laughs> and yet... <laughs> It's done. Like there's 
there's a million Bitcoin just sitting in a wallet. Yep. Forever untouchable and always visible. Well, and there could be a number of reasons for that, of course, but. But it's proof. Sure. That it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. That it's possible. Certainly possible. All of these things that were impossible are possible. What's that going to do to us? The future is, uh, that's what I'm saying about like, what's the next thing, right? If we had, you know, telegraph and telephone and television and uh, then, you know, the cell phones, right? Wireless, then the internet, right? Then, you know, a bunch of different software, then uh, cell phones again with the apps, well, right? What What's the next thing? What's the next Decentralization. Television? Oh, hang on, hang on. We can't go like that. You are not obligated to stop the show. Uh, you may continue as long <laughs> as you no, continue I, as long as you like. I just uh, I wanted to take the show out with a different piece yeah, of yeah. music. Well, there's no time. One. There's no timing so, here. You, well, the automation is going to end, and now you're back to you're going back to normal beard talk. Life. Please stop sounding like a hypnotist. <laughs> right, but I think that we're already like a half hour over. Yeah, normally you do three hours at thirty. But so, yeah, you I did do this whatever last you want, week, man. I think, too. I, I, you do your thing, I wanna, whatever you want. I want to play this song and take us out with this. Did you want to? Yeah, yeah, song? absolutely. Uh, what I was saying is that it's decentralization itself that is the next big thing. So, I mean, we are only scratching the very surface of what Bitcoin itself is capable of. But all of the things that it is capable of is itself only the tip of the iceberg. What the next big, big thing is, is decentralization. So for thousands of years, we've been more powerful because we centralized information, resources, interactions. And now we have reached the pinnacle of centralization being empowering to humanity itself. And now things swap to the other side and as we move more in the direction of decentralization, because like, fuck, dude, we've got a one world government at this point. That's a fact. Yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah. We are currently struggling to stop us from having a one world currency. That is how centralized we are. And as we move away from centralization, just like centralization itself gave us all these powers, like Clear glass was only possible when you had this massive competition in one particular city-state. Yeah. Just for an example. But now we're going to see the same level of creation, but from the opposite cause. Hopefully people figure out that uh, ultimately all governments do is provide services or products. Uh, and they do it at the behest of a gun, and they don't allow competition. But hopefully people realize that that's all those are, is products mm-hmm. and services, and that a lot of people will oftentimes say, oh, hey, well, I want I want to do this thing that they have over in this other country, mm-hmm. or I want our system to behave in the way this other system in this other country does, mm-hmm. or you know, we should have the same uh, weed laws that Amsterdam has, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Pick your niche for, for government. Hopefully people figure out soon that... Uh, that is a menu of features and products and services mm-hmm. for you to choose from. And that uh, it, perhaps one government is better at offering things than the other government. And uh, they realize that, oh, you don't have to be a citizen 
of a particular government based on geography. Mm. Once people like realize right. that, once they have that, right. that that epiphany that like, oh, I could actually just digitally belong to a whole other government and well, uh, li- still live here. Oh, and, great! Now you force governments to become competing agencies, right? And, you know, setting aside the the philosophical quandary of, well, using violence is evil and just looking at this from a real politic point of view. If my government completely surrounds you, it is way more effective. And if your government completely surrounds me, then it's way more effective. So if we at least partially untether these service providers from geographic locations they're going to be way better at say providing security yeah with that i think uh it's time to take us out uh i do want to end tonight's program ask asking the question uh what actually have governments done All the fruits and all the vegetables and grains I kept them for myself but made a price that you could pay And from this early pattern a structure did become And that's about the only thing that governments have done I hired you to work for me so you could buy my food Created an economy that barely gave a clue Then you did all the labor but I got all the funds And that's about the only thing that governments have done Build a giant fortress where my family could reside I filled your workers up with myths and patriotic pride I filled my life with luxury and politics and fun And that's about the only thing that governments have done I sent the children off to schools to be taught and trained In the roles that benefit and keep the system maintained I kept them from their history and slowly made them dumb And that's about the only thing that governments have done Launched a million wars in the name of private greed Killed off all the natives from the mountains to the sea I murdered them with slavery and smallpox and guns And that's about the only thing that governments have done I built with brick a place for those who wouldn't play my game Who refused to fight my wars for me or papers to my name I built a giant prison wall so people couldn't run And that's about the only thing that governments have done Gave some of you back some freedom with my silly bill of rights Used all the proper language so you wouldn't rise to fight I fooled y'all with imagery, now look what I've become And that's about the only thing that governments have done Yes, I fought long and hard to secure my place on top With bombs and tanks and crack cocaine and violence from the cops I kept you apathetic and this is how I've won And that's about the only thing that governments have done Yeah, that's about the only thing that governments have done <laughs>